Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 75, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Who is 75? Oh, don't do that. Uh, mean Joe Green. There you go. Uh, Howie Long. Throwing his sweatshirt at you. We're drinking a Coca-Cola. Yeah, no shit. Howie Long? Is he Mr. Terry Hatcher? Did he used to he's, be Mr. Terry Hatcher? He's married to Terry Hatcher? I don't remember how they they were always doing commercials together. Like, are they actually married Oh, yeah, they used to do those cheesy-ass, stupid, what is it, Radio Shack commercials? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, around Christmas time. Like, even when Radio Shack was still a thing, who the fuck went shopping for Christmas gifts at Radio Shack? Here, I bought you batteries. Poor people. Uh, I got one. That's Hal Gill, 75, for the Montreal Canadiens. Canadian? Yeah. The ca- no, I, I, the, the Habs. I, I can't. I can't do a fucking French Canuck accent. I don't. I didn't I, even know Canadians could count that high. I just know that motherfucker was a huge. That's a huge bitch. But I wouldn't <laughs> call him bitch to his face. Motherfucker was like six seven, like Zed Nochara height. Ridiculous. Howie Long not married to Terry Hatch. Doesn't mean he don't hit. It. He didn't hit it though. That's true. Got on Weinstein on her. Just pulled it out. Started beating it. I mean, if you want, you could throw Khalil in there from uh, the Panthers. Sure, why not? Sure. Wait a minute. Wasn't there someone who was 75, like, in baseball that was prominent? Like, I want to say a pitcher. I don't know. 
I know there was a lot of 25s, like a fuck ton. Well, yeah, Dimitri Young, blah, 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 but... Mark McGuire, Palmero. I could do this all day. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, if it'll let me, I'm going to check the cheat sheet. And it won't let me. Alrighty then. Wait a... Oh. Zito? Was it? That would make... That, that would be... Yeah. Or an Oakland A's uniform. Barry Zito. Yeah, that... That, that sounds familiar. Because uh, who the fuck else would it be? That's a pitcher. I cheated. That wore that number. <laughs> totally looked. Did he wear it with San Fran? That's the question, though. Wore it with Oakland, same area. Yeah, I know. Talk, he, he switched teams, switched leagues, and literally drove across the bridge. Hell yeah. Didn't have to move. His commute time changed. Well, uh, okay. Odds. Let's, let's get the odds here. Even though he was playing for Oakland first, all right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he was living in Oakland, or do you think he was living in San Fran? NorCal. Yeah, San Fran. Yeah, exactly. All right, see? Um, right. Maybe, in the mean, rook- maybe in the rookie contract, living in Oakland, you know, <laughs> and afterwards, moved across the bridge. Well, I'm sure Oakland's like any other city. There's a there's a little pocket, nice area, especially for if you're, you're a rookie. You're, if you're a rookie, you get like a flat with a couple other rookies in that area. Yeah, I could see it, because I remember... Uh, them interviewing um, Zamaya in 2006. And he was like, yeah, meet a couple of the other rookies and, and first, second year guys. Yeah, we got us a, a, a flat, you know, blah, 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 in Detroit. I'm like, oh, God, you might as well just call that thing the Pussy Palace. <laughs> yeah. And four professional Major League Baseball players in their early 20s all living together in Detroit in a year where you're winning? the fuck out of here. <laughs> This is strange running in and out of this bitch every night. Like, seriously, you drive by that place and get pregnant. Drive by the place, get the clap, <laughs> delivering the hey, mail. Hey, did Detroit put a fish market down here? It smells funny over by this apartment complex. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we did talk baseball, and uh, it is it is uh, Barry Zito, by the way. Sporting News uh, confirms it. And he isn't yet. Yeah, he is in a San Fran uniform in this picture. So there you go. Uh, baseball, we will get to in a second. They had the awards, I believe. Was it two nights ago? Wait, last week? I don't. Oh, fuck it. What day is it? Tuesday? <laughs> Almost Wednesday? <laughs> well, wait a minute. The baseball awards are staggered when they come out, right? Yeah. Because MVP won't be to. to MVP won't be announced until tomorrow on Friday. Yeah, they they or not started, Friday, but Wednesday. They started coming out, but we'll get yeah. to those later. Because uh, we're we're gonna start in college, uh, specifically college hoops, because that's coming up. Um, and actually, it's already started. Michigan State played Duke tonight. Duke wore warm up shirts that said "Equality" on them. By the way, but because uh, that's important. Yeah, equality. That's important. Yeah bunch of people who've been having their ass kissed since they were 12 and talking about equality. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, Rick Pitino, uh, some stuff coming out about him. Since last we got together, apparently uh, not only knew what was going on and gave up a little bit of loot, and now the government wants him to come to court talk about it. <laughs> you know, Chris, you just have a way of putting shit, seriously. <laughs> well, it's... 
It's it's not like you've been like called into the police station to discuss like a traffic fine or something. <laughs> it is in a sense what is going on. Whether he leaves from that court a free man or not, you know, that is the variable in the situation. Yeah, but if it was you or I, wouldn't you just I mean, just the fact that the FBI wants you to talk in a court of law, wouldn't you be pissing yourself? Yeah. Me too. I'd be scared shitless. I be honest with you, I don't know if I'd be scared because I'd just walk in and go, just declare me guilty. Well, we haven't even asked you a question. I can't afford a lawyer. You're the yeah. FBI. Okay? What what court-appointed attorney is going to fucking stand up against top prosecutor in the nation, all right? Here, I'll plead to anything. Just put me in a level one prison where I only have to beat a guy's ass to keep from being raped instead of kill him. Yeah. Money. We're not going to white collar resort prison. No, no, no. We're going to federal pound me in the ass prison. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yikes. I mean, well, you know, I mean, you you know, he. Uh, you have to figure your days are numbered with something like this. I mean, it, it, it's had to be going on for decades. It's probably if you really get, it's probably going to. Followed him through two schools. Well, I, this has well, to be a day you know that is inevitable. Especially, I mean, should we t- should we touch on the article to get the facts out there? Yes. Okay, this is from ESPN.com. Uh, says new federal indictment against Adidas executive Jim Gatto suggests former Louisville coach Rick Pitino was aware of a scheme to play recruit Brian Bowen and even participated in the plan. The indictment, which was released Wednesday by the U.S. This was last Wednesday. The U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York includes the description of a meeting in a Las Vegas hotel room on July 27th. According to the indictment, the FBI recorded and videotaped the meeting between former AAU basketball coach Christian Dawkins, a Louisville assistant coach, and others as they conspired to pay Bowen's family to ensure the star recruit signed with the Cardinals, an Adidas-sponsored team. Which I think that's important because I think that's probably what perked the interest of the FBI. Um... Dawkins explained that while Patino and the University of Louisville were recruiting Bowen, uh, Dawkins asked Patino to call James Gatto to request that Adidas provide the money requested by the family of Bowen, which Patino agreed to do. Previous description of the meeting, which was included in the FBI complaint against Gatto, released on September 26, indicated Dawkins had spoken with Patino and asked him to call Gatto uh, about Adidas paying Bowen's family, but it didn't include language indicting or indicating Patino agreed to any of it. The uh, indictment also says that during a phone call on August 9th, Dawkins and Merrill Code, another Adidas employee, employee who also indicated or in, was indicted by a grand jury in New York earlier this year, spoke about the scheme to pay money to the student-athlete expected to graduate in 2008 and or his family in order to secure his commitment to play at the University of Miami which is another Adidas-sponsored school. Um, yeah, and then it just keeps going from there. But yeah, basically the Patino thing is, yeah, he agreed to call uh, an executive at Adidas and say, hey, we want this recruit. He wants this much money. If you want him on your team or on our team, which you sponsor, you better pay it, which... It, to me, that's I think that's probably where the FBI comes in because that's a corporation meddling in the NCAA's business. 
Now, see, what makes this even bigger is Patino came on ESPN and did a whole interview, like one of those one-on-one things, and was like, I've never heard about this, I didn't know about this, uh, football or basketball is my life, uh, my team's my heart, and blah, 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 I didn't do it, blah, 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 and now they're showing that he did do it. I mean, what I want to know is if you guys want in on this uh, over under for how long it's going to take him to do a Jerry Sandusky and just have a heart attack and say, fuck it. Well, here's the thing. He can come out and say to the public, he didn't do it all he wants. There's nothing anyone can prosecute him for, for lying to the public. You get in front of a grand jury, you get in front of a, a, you get into a federal courtroom, you start lying your ass off and they want to run wild on your ass. They're going to hit you with perjury on top of the charges you're facing. So to me, what he says to the public doesn't even fucking matter. Lance Armstrong was never charged with lying to the public. And Lance Armstrong took people to court who accused him of doping. And as far as I know, all the only recourse they had was basically to countersue for what? Would that be slander? People that claimed that they knew he was doping and he said, you didn't and I'm suing you for it? Or would that be liable? I don't know. One of one of the one of them ones. I I, I don't have a law degree, but yeah. So I mean, he can lie all he wants to the public. That doesn't mean shit. That just that just gives him a bad image in the public eye. But if I got yeah. the FBI breathing up my asshole, last thing I'm worried about is what Joe Q fucking Plumber gives a fuck about me. Right. And as far as I mean, what you think he's just gonna fucking go, oh, fuck this, and eat the business end of a shotgun? No, I think he's going to be like Jerry Sandusky and just have a heart attack and die, honestly. Sandusky ain't dead. He's in prison. Or, or fucking the Paterno. Paterno? Paterno? That's have, fuck! <laughs> you mean he's going to have cancer and die? Because that's what killed Paterno. <laughs> I was wondering what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, did you watch a movie or something that... that, that these fictional characters, fictional <laughs> characters. You'd be like fucking. I forgot my meds. What's his name? <clears throat> be like, uh, what's his name? Ed, what's his name? With the Fab Five scandal. Oh, Ed uh, Martin. Yes, Ed Martin. Yeah, that guy had a heart attack. Did like the day before he's supposed to testify. Oh, you did, huh? That's, that's cute. You think we don't believe that? This- I was talking to somebody in Kansas about them, the Fab Five. Everybody still remembers Chris Webber huddling in the corner and calling a timeout when he had none. Everybody. Of course. That's his legacy. It will always be. NBA, all of that shit, nothing else matters. I mean, you know, no matter what the fuck he ever does, that's what he'll be remembered for. And... I think part of him knew that the minute that happened, and he realized what had just happened. But as that plays into the Rick Pitino case, um, I mean, this, this this is not not looking good for him, for at least that one executive, Jim Gatto from Adidas, that those two were on the phone talking about, okay, we need to send money to this this recruit's family. If we want him on the team, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple more people that end up getting drug into this, especially in a, as far as Adidas goes. 
I mean, you know the people at the top are going to try to limit the damage, and they're going to tell fucking somebody to fall on the sword and take the hit. But when you're looking at... I mean, it's, this isn't a matter of getting fired and you not finding a new job. This is a matter of going to prison. It's a hell of a sword to tell someone to fall on. Well, I agree, but, I mean, nobody's going to not think that the head coaches of these colleges had nothing to do with that. I'm waiting for him to go to Kentucky and do the same thing. These coaches have been uh, proponents of the one and dones for years, years on top of years. And everybody uh, was criticizing it, criticizing and saying, you can't do this. There's so much more to their education, blah, 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 blah. Why are you just allowing them to play for a year and then go to the NBA? Why, why, why? Well, there you go. That's why. Because the more that they turn it out, the more they got paid. Well, sometimes you got to pay the piper. Yeah, but one and done was basic. wasn't Wasn't the whole one and done thing just to shut up the critics? I mean, isn't that essentially what it was for? No, the one and done the one and done thing is is kids going to college for a year and then entering the NBA. Oh my fucking god, dude! Seriously, go take some medication. Of course, I know what the fuck that means, dude. What I'm saying is, that was to shut up the critics that said these guys are going to the fucking NBA right out of high school. They're not ready. They don't have any fundamentals, et cetera, et cetera. What about their education? And so it was a way to placate the critics and go, well, look, we made them go to college for one year, which, I mean, what do you do with a year of college? Go teach special ed to fucking kindergartners? You can't even get that job. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is, is that didn't shut anybody up. By any stretch of any imagination. Well, no, it just made everybody double down in their opinion. Everyone right. who said that the, everyone who said that the players should be able to go from high school to the pros said that this is racist to make them do this. That, well, I mean, not everybody, but that was that was a lot of the talk that I was hearing. And the people who were like, "This is going to basically shit all over college basketball," were like, "This does nothing." So it's rent a player for a year. You know, I'm thinking of Greg Oden. Remember, he was supposed to be the next big thing. Went to Ohio State, got drafted, and did jack shit. So, I mean, to me, if if I'm an NBA team, I would rather have players go through four years. Well, not four, but what is it, three, before you're eligible for the draft. Learn your fundamentals. Treat the... Just strictly from a selfish point, if I'm the NBA, I would rather have players be treated... Like college football players treat college like a minor league system that you don't have to put one fucking cent into. Let them weed out the weak, the people that are injury prone, the people who can't be coached, the people who aren't going to be able to take it to the next level. People who shoplift in China, exactly. They get to so. Those oh, guys, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I say those guys get to come. Unlike you know, Rick Pitino, these guys kind of these guys kind of get out of their predicament. They get to come here and face the punishment here, which, ooh, what are we going to do to them here? Is there any specifics on that? Do we know? Or they just we know we got them out of China punishing them? Well, I mean, they, uh, according to an hour ago, they landed at LA International. Um, let's see. Uh, UCLA Chancellor Gene Block released a statement hours earlier saying that Leangelo Bell, Leangelo Bell, Cody Riley, and Jalen Hill were returning home. He said the school's primary focus was to bring the students back home safely. 
but also emphasized that the school takes any violations of the law seriously. When members of the UCA family fail to uphold these values, we, re we review these incidents with fair and thorough process. In this particular case, both athletics and the Office of Student Conduct will review this incident and guide any action with respect to the involved students. So, let's see here. Yeah, yeah I, it, it, I mean, it seems like it's lip service at, the point, at, at this point. Um, doesn't seem like they're talking about, like, you know, whether it's going to be you're expelled, you're suspended, you're going to get this many games. It's just, we're going to look into it, and... We're happy to have them home type shit. But they won't be allowed to play in the tournament or something dumb like that. Well, okay. Leangelo Ball, is he not looking to go after his first season anyways? Daddy Ball's and take care of him. Well, actually, that was my question. If Leangelo Ball wasn't one of the three, would we hear about this this much? You'd have heard about it, but yeah, it wouldn't be in this much coverage. Ain't yeah, that fucked up. Welcome to the world we live in. Hey, Daddy Ball, he, he, he's accomplished what he set out. He's made them a brand, even though they've done actually nothing to really deserve or earn it. You know, a, yeah, it's a Facebook reality show, but they have a reality show. Every, even Barnard, man. Yeah, every casual sports fan knows their name. Oh, I can't wait for him to get Menendez. I'm telling you, it's gonna be, it's gonna be beautiful. Dude, I swear to God, if LeVar Ball comes up missing and or dead, you're getting arrested. <laughs> I didn't do shit. I'm just saying it's going to happen. When the ride ends and these boys realize what a dick this guy's been, and how maybe. I bet you one of these kids doesn't want to play basketball. I bet you one of these. One of these sons doesn't want to play. Well, there's three of them, right? There's three brothers. Yeah, and it's going to eat at them. Yeah. And let's be honest, the odds that all three make the NBA and stay in the NBA are pretty slim. I mean, I think all, for all three to make the NBA is, I, I mean, I don't know. That, that's, that seems like pretty long odds as is. to For all three of them to not only be drafted, play in the NBA, but be stars in the NBA, yeah, I, I don't think that's that's very likely to happen. I mean, we, we hear way more of one uh, Williams sister than we do the other. I mean, the, the, that's just all there is to it. The cream rises to the top. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because when they were paired, you couldn't beat the Williams sisters. When they went single, it was all about Serena. Exactly. So... I mean, I think that this this is an interesting story because, oh, God, Jesus. How long did we make it into it before we had to start talking about fucking the culture surrounding sports? But, um, and, and the, the mood of the general mood of the country right now, this speaks to, uh, this is, this is privilege. I was going to say, where's white privilege on this one? I was literally hey, thinking that the whole time. This is a case of because of who you are, you are treated differently than if you're not 
somebody else. And not only are you treated differently, because being treated differently doesn't automatically imply privilege. You're treated better than if you're somebody else. And you're given above and beyond treatment than the average person. That's true privilege. All right. Not so, not someone respecting your rights and disrespecting someone else's rights. Just because your rights weren't disrespected doesn't mean you have privilege. That means that person is getting their rights violated. That's where the that's that's where the focus needs to be. This is true privilege. If this were because Chris, if this was if this was us three, yeah, we'd be sitting in Chinese jail. Better learn to eat with chopsticks. Yeah, <laughs> gonna be a while. Hey, that ain't hey. funny. I just had chopsticks for with dinner. Oh yeah, I used them yesterday. Well, I'm just saying. I hope you got a long look at your naked wife's body because that's the last time you'd be seeing a naked woman for quite a while, Earl. Hope you like rice. And penis. It's in the meal every day. Chinese penis. I mean, hey, won't be- deer penis helps with the allergies, so what's up? <laughs> so you've eaten deer dick? Is that where this conversation is going? Uh, no. <laughs> All righty. But no, yeah, I, I, who, if these guys weren't basketball players for UCLA, if one of them's last name wasn't Ball, do you think they'd be coming home as quick as they did? Fuck no. No. Absolutely not. I mean, we, was it North Korea had, what's his face? Warm beer. Warm beer. Yeah, 17 months, sent him home right as he was getting ready to die. Gee, thanks. It's mighty Caucasian. He had to send send home someone who's like you know, three breaths away from death. Dude, that's literally like dropping off your drunk friend in high school at home. Hey, he showed up like this and then leaving. Just yeah, just putting him on the front porch. He came to our house like this, doing a ding dong ditch and running out before anybody asked any questions. Yeah, but and and then I mean to, you know you mentioned it pre pre show. You know, I can't remember his name, but dipshit that decided that he had to go fucking tag some shit over in Singapore. What was his name? You know? It was Michael something. I don't know, but I, I think they should do that to the kids in China. Came the fuck out of them. Just beat them. No, it's not Chinese. Chinese law. I wonder what the. I wonder what they're really supposed to be doing. Well, you know what? Here's what's fucked up: is that I can't believe that they're policies or law can be that serious of a of a uh, of a consequence if they let them come home like this which means let's reverse the situation would i mean shoplifting depending on who you are what you took call your parents to you're going to fucking jail you're going to do 30 days Whatever the fuck. I mean, it ranges here in the States. And on top of that, if, let's say, for whatever reason, there was a basketball tournament, an international basketball tournament over here, and three Chinese basketball players got caught shoplifting, do you think we'd have sent them back to China and been like, oh, yeah, our bad, sorry about that. You guys go ahead and handle that. Or do you think we'd have been like, uh-uh, they come over here and broke our laws. Now they pay our price. Well, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but you back get, in 89 with Tiananmen Square, remember that? You can get 3 to 10 in China for shoplifting. I'm telling you, Tiananmen yeah. Square back in 1989. Dang. Students hold, holding a protest 
fucking Chinese tanks and shit rolled in there. They rolled over them bitches. That's what I'm saying. Said, what? So, yeah, I mean, okay. All they did was hold a all they did was hold a protest. Hey, passive <laughs> resistance. <laughs> Coming through. Yeah. yeah, that's something that you really you don't hear about with that infamous photo. Is that <laughs> that tank didn't stop for that guy. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't that, show you the end. They always show you the beginning. That wasn't Reginald Denny behind the fucking wheel of that tank. <laughs> no, he didn't hop out, and you know, no, no, they hey, just kept going. Hey, there's a guy. Thunk. Well, there was a guy. Yeah, most of his brains are caught in the tracks, but Damn. don't worry. He's half the man he used to be. That's raw. Well, I, I that's what I'm saying, man. I. I I don't think we'd have sent them back. Not this quick. Nope. And I don't give a fuck who they were in China. Oh, hey, China, we got a whole bunch of debt to you. How much are we wiping out per student before we give them back? We do some gangster shit. Well, I mean, what happens if we catch someone who's here on a work visa or something, whatever, a student visa, whatever you want to call it, and they commit a crime? We don't send them back to their country. We send them back to their country after we throw them in our prisons. Yes. No, we deport them, actually. Seriously. Mexicans that have committed crimes against American citizens get deported back to Mexico. Okay, first of all, I didn't say Mexicans in particular. You did. All right? I'm, just I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about from any other fucking country, you're going to do time, you commit a crime, you're here legally, and you commit a crime. They weren't over there illegally, all right? They were over there. They knew they were over there. They were allowed to be over there. They broke the law while they were over there. That's what I'm talking about. So let's say an exchange student from wherever the fuck, fucking Switzerland, doesn't fucking matter. You break the law. We're not sending your ass back to your country before you do the time in this country. So that's what I'm getting at. So is this, I mean, is this some sort of political trying to get some political equity with, Can- with Canada, with uh, China here? Or, or China trying to buy some with us? Maybe. Uh, why? Why I don't understand why they would. They border North Korea. Think about I mean, that. without without getting into you know all that fucking quagmire of a clusterfuck. I mean, I I, I don't know. It just seems awfully convenient. I, I I have a very hard time believing if it was us three, we would be sitting in LAX right now. Going, hey, it's good to be home. Highly doubt that. Like we'd still be sitting in some jail somewhere going, <sighs> well, three to ten, huh? Whoops. Hope it was worth it. For some sunglasses. Is that what it was? Yep. You want Chinese sunglasses? Go shopping downtown New York. Yeah. What are you doing? Go Times Square. What the fuck? Idiots. I mean, and that's the other thing. I, I'm not for, like, draconian laws and... Ridiculous shit, but you are not your average fucking college students. You are coddled athletes playing for a major fucking college basketball program. You need to pay a price. You need to understand that with to whom much is given, much is expected. And much can be taken away. this This is exactly why I say when shit like... You know, a cop does something that breaks the law, whether it be drunk driving, assault while off duty, 
he needs to be punished to the fullest extent of the law because you are a police officer. You should know fucking better. What are you doing driving drunk? What are you doing beating the shit out of someone off duty? You should know better than that. You literally arrest people all fucking day at work or look for people to arrest who are committing these crimes. And then you're going to go out and commit them? No. You're the example we're going to make. We're going to use you to make an example. I, I mean, look, they're home. There's, there's nothing's going to change. In my opinion, it's not going to change anything. They're just lucky it wasn't my ass at the negotiating table because I'd be like, y'all can keep them motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And if Daddy Ball's got a problem, he could come over here and start cussing y'all out, and then y'all could keep his ass too. I don't give a fuck. I think I heard he was like directed to kind of keep quiet during this whole thing. He ain't said much. Yeah, he had a statement, and then the lawyer said, don't say a fucking word till we get him home. Yeah, basically. I expect in the next 24 hours, he'll he'll release his torrent of bullshit to the media. <laughs> but until then, yeah, he, he had his little statement, and I, I see, this is what proves to me that this is mostly an act on his part, that he'll get on TV and act a fool. He'll yell and scream at Stephen A. Smith, and he'll tell a female sports reporter to stay in her lane and all this shit. But when it comes to real shit, he ain't really he ain't really gangster at all. Because a real gangster would have told the lawyer to go fuck himself and said what he wanted to say. So you ain't as hard as you think, bro. When it come down to it, you did exactly what every bitch who gets arrested does. You shut the fuck up and ask for a lawyer. Oh, well, yeah, so, but I think if that would have happened over here, I think he would have continued his gangster role. But well, of course, China, bro. <laughs> we let them get away with the shit over here. China, different story. I mean, even, look, I have a kid. My kid is college age. You go over to another country, you break the law. No, I don't want to see my kid unfairly punished. But at the same time, what the fuck are you doing? Are you this stupid? Maybe you need to do fucking three years. Because I guarantee you something. You won't do it again, will you? Rich, Chris, what do you guys think? How should they be punished? They already got off with it as far as I'm concerned. They're Me not too. doing time. They're, they're, not, they're not doing time, and they weren't prosecuted in China. Whatever they do to them here is, I mean, I'm sure that they'll fucking pout, and they'll go, this bullshit is unfair. But really, they should be thanking whatever God they believe in that they're even home right now. If they give them the season and say you can't play, they should probably kiss who's ever fucking ass gave them that fucking decision. Because if it's a choice between doing three years in fucking a Chinese prison or sitting out a season and still be able to go to UCLA and still be free, I'll sit out a season, thank you. I'll just have to I'll just have to drown my sorrow balls deep in co ed pussy at UCLA. For a whole year. Yeah, it's horrible. All these blowjobs won't take my mind off the fact that I'm not playing basketball for UCLA because of my own stupidity. I, I'm with that, Rich. I, I think they definitely got off with it. Um, moreover, though, I wonder if the third son is attending UCLA. No, that, that might put a crimp in it. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, I know it's not fair, but I do know that schools... I know this for a fact because this has happened to people in my family. Schools have came down harder on younger siblings based on what older siblings did when they went to those schools. Yeah, you got to take the reputation along with the legacy. Yeah, there was there was definitely certain schools to where you didn't want to have the same last name as your older brother or sister 
because the minute the teacher saw it, they automatically treated you like you were just a, a born fuck up. So you had to work twice as hard to prove you weren't. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I, I just sat down. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that it, 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 as fucked up as this sounds, you can't, you can't let people pull shit like this because it's not a precedent. Even you can't even say you're setting a precedent. Because once again, they weren't basketball players for UCLA. They fucking wouldn't be home right now. All right? And here's and if one of the ball kids wasn't in it, we wouldn't care this much about it. We wouldn't even know they got out of fucking China. Probably wouldn't know Cody Riley and Jalen Hill's name. If it was Cody Riley, Jalen Hill, and John Smith, it'd just be the UCLA, UCLA 3. Probably, probably, they probably would, wouldn't even mention any of them's names besides the initial reports. It'd probably be the three basketball players for UCLA. I just, what I want to know is where are all the usual suspects? Because let's, 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 let's just fucking open that Pandora's box. Okay. Let's just get it over with. Because if we don't, I feel like we're fucking being pussies and, and shying away from pretty, a pretty fucking substantial part of this issue. If this was three lacrosse players, hmm. three, three, you know, these I think three I, people who have come from uh, white privilege. I mean, that's ah, uh, there you go. I'd be, I'd be, you know, ESP, you know that the usual suspects on ESPN and other sports talk in in sports networks would be going. This is a case. Of they come from wealthy families and privilege, Go over and they're treated. They want. Yep, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have. If it was three white kids from upper middle class or rich families who played lacrosse or fucking basket, even basketball, fo- football, whatever the fuck, I'm not saying that that they shouldn't get called on that shit. What I'm, what I'm saying is, why aren't these three getting called on that shit? Because truthfully, it is a case of fucking them getting off because of who they are. It is a case of privilege. You can't talk about that. It doesn't fit well, the narrative. I mean, okay. I've had a few friends play sports where they received some form of scholarship to go to a college. And one of them fucked up fairly... Put, got put themselves in a fairly fucked up situation in high school. And it wasn't even a situation that necessarily, in fact, I don't think the courts were involved at all, but it was something that went on his record and it was something that got his scholarship offer revoked. And at the very least, these three should probably be looking for a new school to play basketball for after the NCAA hands down their suspensions. You know, in the times that we live in, if they don't get this deal, UCLA gets accused of, well, if these were three white lacrosse players, you probably would have tried a little harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, perhaps. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, well, I mean, that's the, the people who, who love to point fingers constantly and bitch and complain, whether it's justified or not 
love to create catch-22 situations. And they love to do it to where no matter what, the people that they're creating the situation for are always the victim. To where there's always someone doing them wrong. It's and it's it, it's not a like to me. If you're going to set up a situation, wouldn't you want to set it up to where no matter what, you always come out the the winner? But that's that just shows you where we're at. To where it's it's better to be the victim than the winner these days. You get more sympathy. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, the victim gets more sympathy. Winner gets more envy. You know, the best the best thing you can say about someone who hates on a winner, or the worst thing you can say about someone who hates on a winner is, well, you're a hater. You have haters. I hate these. But then everybody's still going to take pot shots at you. If you set yourself up as a victim, you're cloaking yourself in an invisible blanket of fucking, of, of you know, criticism-proof clothes. Well, you can't criticize me. I'm a victim. And once my victimhood's been established, that, that, I'm impervious to any criticism. And now, if I'm criticized, you're the person in the wrong. You're the whatever the fuck word they want to throw out this week. And I mean, I bottom line is I when when uh Chris, when we started this show, we had uh Swim Shady over there, Ryan Lochte yes. showing his ass. And I'm pretty sure it's on it's on the network, folks. Go back and listen to that episode. Pretty sure we both agreed. Well, if his ass wasn't who he was, his ass would be in fucking jail where he was for pulling what he did. And he, he should be. The fuck are you doing? Stupid. You can't, go to, you can't go to other countries and act a fool and expect to be protected. But if you're good at this sport or if you're good at that sport, you can. So I think we're pretty consistent on, on, on the issue. Well, the only thing that really upsets me is, like, Trump going over there saying he's negotiating the release of these three boys, and it made it sound like a heralding thing, like he was releasing, like, soldiers, like American soldiers. I, I, I didn't like that. Hey, well, a little bit. welcome to the Trump presidency. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's not well, just the Trump presidency. It would have been the same with any president, but well, I mean, the, the fact that they made it sound like, you know... Like they were trying to release soldiers and, you know, it just, ah, don't even get that close. To me, and without getting off on some Trump shit, because it's just I don't want to fucking do an hour on Trump. That's what Thursdays are for. Uh, Any other president that I can think of would have probably had someone in his fucking cabinet, or not cabinet, but in his little circle, do the, well, we went and we sent people to talk to him and we negotiated for the release. It wouldn't have been, I did it, I did it, I did it, I did it. Send all your blowjobs my way, I did it. Yeah, I was already in China, so, you know, I stopped over and said, hey, man, can we uh, take care of these guys? I slipped him a 50 and we, he was, oh, it's all good. Slipped him a fin and said, hey, come my boys. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is, I just chalked this up to another case of, you know, and your ability to put a ball in a hoop, to throw a ball to, to, to someone 40 yards downfield, put a puck in the net or whatever the fuck, basically gives you a get out of jail free card, literally. This cack of ball, man. I mean, you can act a fool and don't really have to worry about the consequences. So are we finally establishing uh, black privilege now? Is that what this is? I would say it's more. 
I would say it's more athlete privilege than black privilege. Yes. But I do think that it does that that the fact that these players are black does shield them from some criticism versus if they were white. Yes. And you know, it if someone wants racist, I, uh, all right, whatever. I'm over it, dude. I don't care. Whatever. Show I'm using facts because Ryan Lochte was rightfully called out, but also Ryan Lochte was called out because here's a white athlete acting a fool in a foreign country and he gets away with it. Correct. Well, if we're going to call out the race of Ryan Lochte, then we need, first of all, we shouldn't be calling out the race. It shouldn't matter. You, you're a citizen of the United States. You go over to another country, you break their laws, you need to pay their price. All right. You come into my house. I tell you the rules. You don't follow them. You get thrown out of my house, period. I don't go to your house and tell you what we're going to eat for dinner. So don't come to my house and tell me what I'm going to eat for dinner. You've actually told me what I'm going to eat for dinner at my house, Rich. Well, fucker. Hey, I'm coming over. We're having tacos, <laughs> bitch. Uh, see, he really don't want me to get into it. Because this motherfucker come over and tore up my mother's kitchen one day trying to make steak. And I'm like, it's fucking 10 in the morning. Why are you over here trying to cook steak, weirdo? Yeah, but it was good steak, though, huh? Hey, sometimes you got to get in a good steak before noon. You got to. Yeah, you pan-fried it to well done really good. Yeah, it was it was great. Best piece of shoe leather I've ever chewed on. <laughs> Jesus, God. I've gotten better since then. Hey, Thank speak, you. Speaking of leather, uh, you know, we were going to box the college stuff all together, but I really like a big old heaping mess of football right at the end. So let's talk about the baseball awards. Uh, they, they have started coming out. Um, I think so far, really the the biggies so far that have come out. I mean, the the rookies of the year. Any surprises here from either league, American or national? Aaron Judge, rookie of the year for the AL. Cody Bellinger, rookie of the year for the NL. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Are we not? Are we, we're not sitting here going, "Oh, so and so got robbed." No, I think this is pretty cut and dry. If you were following baseball this year, I mean, Aaron Judge, they announced him as the cover athlete for next year's uh, MLB The Show. Uh oh, Jinx! And I was like, "Oh, well, if, if we if we need well, yeah, but also if we needed any, well, not really, dude. Fucking the year Miguel Cabrera was on the cover. The show isn't the Madden curse. The show the the year he was on the cover of the show, he won the Triple Crown. Yeah. Uh, you can't really call that a jinx. I'm just saying. That's that's right. it's, that, In fact, that's a pretty good omen there. I mean, Puig went to the World Series this year, and he was on last year's. Was it last year's or the year before? I can't remember. Anyways, um, but no, I mean, I, if I needed any proof that he's the anointed one, that, that baseball no matter what, needs to have in, in a New York Yankee uniform, this rookie of the year and him getting the cover of the show next year pretty much solidifies that. It removed all need for proof out of my mind. Because I really think that's what's going on. I think baseball understands that the Yankees are, a, for better or for worse, are a nationally followed team. And... They've had Jeter for so long. I mean, yeah, they're, you know, okay, you had Giambi for a second, you know, A-Rod for 
at least the beginning of the season, his first season there before him and his big-ass white hamburger helper gloves tried to slap the ball out of the fucking pitcher's hand on the way to first, you know, in the playoffs. Bush League bullshit. But, I mean, if you really think about it, there's always been a Yankee who gets national attention kind of kind of whether they deserve it or not. I mean, in the down years, it was Don Mattingly, you know. did Was Don Mattingly, like, the best player in baseball in that period of time? No, but he was one of the most recognizable. Why? Because he was the anointed one from the Yankees that that – MLB was going to push because that's their flagship franchise. And I kind of think that's what's going on with Aaron Judge. Not that, look, am I shocked that he won Rookie of the Year? No. But did he have a consistently dominant season all season long? Do I really have to remind you post-All-Star game? I mean, he went to a slump for what, month, month and a half? Mm -hmm. If he wasn't wearing that Yankees uniform. But he pulled out of it at two. I mean... Yeah, he had a shitty July and uh, half of August, but had another half of August in September. He, you know, he he redeemed himself. It's I guess I guess the the real barometer to to, to judge this by will be I don't know in, in baseball. Can you win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year? Mm. I think you can. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah, because I think some sports, if you. If, the rookie of the year and MVP is uh, if you win one, you're not eligible to be on the ballot for the other. But I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure if baseball is like that. Besides that, you know, baseball's got a ton of unwritten rules. You got a ton of sports writers who vote for players to go in the Hall of Fame, and they say, "I never vote for someone on their, their first ballot because no one's a first ballot Hall of Famer." What? Why? Well, because I feel that way. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a good enough reason. I feel you're an idiot. How about that one? You know, unwritten rule. Don't bunt to break up a, a, a no-hitter or a perfect game. You know, unwritten rule. Don't show up the pitcher on a home run. Baseball's full of unwritten rules. So I, I wasn't sure if maybe that was one of them. Because I'm trying to think. Is Let's see. Let's see if anyone's uh, one rookie of the year and MVP same season. Uh, no, it's happened. I was wrong. Fred Lynn and uh, Suzuki, Ichiro. Ichiro. Oh, yeah. And uh, Fernando Valenzuela, run Rookie of the Year and Cy Young in the same year. Nice. So, yeah. So it's very rare. But it happens. But, I mean, there you go. If he wins MVP, come on now. Come on he now. He ain't going to win MVP. We'll get to that. No. Okay, I was going to say, come on now. No. He ain't winning MVP with who he's up against. Fuck no. Uh-uh. Uh, the manager. But he did make, but he did make a big, huge splash. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the managers. Uh, you got Paul Molitor. Uh, yeah, that concerns me. The managers of the year for the AL and NL. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm like, what? How did Molitor win? Uh, the uh, well, the little blurb I'm reading on the MLB site uh, probably can give you some insight. That says, with Molitor at the helm, the Twins became the first team to go from losing 100 games one season to the postseason the next. So that, that. Well, what about the Houston Astros, though? He got, A.J. Hinch got one vote for first. I know, right? Yeah, that's. Mm. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't seem they right were to me. World Series champs. Uh, I mean, I understand the voting was cast before the postseason. I get it, but but damn. Well, I mean, he look. There was an overall improvement of twenty six games from last season to this season. It's a hell of an improvement in one season. That's twenty five percent of your win percentage. My beef is if they, there's a, a, a school of thought that well, in you know, in baseball, there's a reason. There's a reason you're called a manager because just like a quarterback is called a game manager, you're not a superstar. You're not there to win the game. You're there to manage the game. And if you do your job, you won't lose the game. Well, if that's the case, then how can you attribute the 26-game improvement simply to him? You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, a manager really doesn't make that much of a difference. I remember when Leland was hired, they said, you know, oh, yeah, well, maybe a 10-game improvement is what you can expect. Well, if, if that's all a manager is worth in these people's opinions, then I, I don't know. It just it just seems strange to me. But I do want, I do want to point this out. Out of the... Out of first, second, and third, two of the managers were in the AL Central. So next season, when preseason when when preseason baseball starts, when spring training starts, are we going to have to sit through yet another month of spring training, listening to every national talking head talk about how the AL Central is the weakest division in baseball? Oh, even though that, even though they had two manager of the year, one who won and one who came in second, and on top of that, what? Since 2006, how many teams from the AL Centrals went to the to the World Series? I mean, come on now, is is this going to be the same old tired trope? Because it seems like that gets that that's going to get trotted out there for everybody to you know go. Oh well, there we go. It's the weakest division in baseball. Yeah, it's the weakest division in baseball that goes to the fucking World Series the most in the last eleven seasons. It's a true story. And then in the National League, you had. Tori Lavulo, first year skipper for the Diamondbacks. Which yeah, yeah. W- wait, what? <laughs> that, I, that's what I couldn't figure out either. Those two bug the hell out of me. The manager of the year. I mean, I kind of get Molitor, like you said. Uh, you know, the where they were to where they are. I get it. Not the Diamondbacks. I can't. I can't. They're saying he had a twenty-four game turnaround and made the playoffs the first time since two thousand eleven. Uh, I mean, you know, he beat out Dave Roberts and, he, and Bud Black of the Rockies, and you know, obviously Roberts of the uh, Dodgers. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that I think once again, if you have superstars, the manager doesn't matter. If you if if you don't have a ton of superstars, then oh, excuse me, if you have a ton of superstars, the manager doesn't matter. Unless you're the New York Yankees. And then it's, you know, Joe Torre is the best manager ever in baseball and all this bullshit. Even though he never did anything with any other team he ever fucking managed. And if you don't have superstars, then, wow, look at what a good job the manager did. Because really, think about it. Who is the, the huge superstars on either the Twins or the Diamondbacks? There you go. Uh, that's, that's where we need the crickets drop. J.D. Martinez. Someone they traded for in the middle of the season. And, I mean, is he a national superstar? No. I mean, once again, I, sorry, my Yankees, my Yankees hatred's coming out in this episode. And I don't know what's spawning it. Put his ass in the Yankees uniform, and how many people would be fucking 
breaking their their arms to pat him on the back. Look at his dick. I mean, seriously, it's 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 the proof is in the pudding. You know, I I as of right now, as I speak, the Ken Burns documentary, including the tenth inning, the entire thing is on YouTube. You don't even have to watch it all. You can just go and skim through it and just listen to how New York Yankees and New York period bias that documentary is. I mean, and I understand that at one point, New York was the mecca of baseball. You had the Giants, you had the Dodgers, you had the Yankees. But I mean, it is, they skip over some great teams that won the World Series and great stories in baseball history to just constantly just fucking gag on Yankee cock. No Mark, Fid- no, Mark- no Mark Fidrich brought up. None n- ba- just glossed over 68 being the year of the pitcher with Bob Gibson and Denny McLean. I mean, it's just just to just to constantly fucking suck down that fucking rancid Yankee jizz constantly. And that's the way that's what the way MLB likes it. Because hey, you either love them or hate them, but you gotta have an opinion about them if you're a baseball fan. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the Yankees, uh, let's talk about uh, awards that'll come out in the next two days. Here, we think I, I think it's pretty fucking obvious when you look at uh, like three of these awards, but one of them's gonna be fucking fun to pick. Uh, but the MVP. Uh, this is the Yankees. Aaron Judge up for MVP along with Jose Ramirez from Cleveland and Jose Altuve from Houston. I think this is Altuve has this Altuve. shit wrapped yeah, that. up. If you followed him all season, he was just fucking dominant from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like he should win some type of award just for the shit he takes from fucking his height. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's small, but whatever, dude. He fucking... This year, dude. Knocks him out, don't he? Well, he's just a... Man, he's just one of those people that's just fun to watch. He makes it look easy. He makes yeah, it he's... He, he's like a... He's he's like a player like a Yogi Berra was. Physically, to look at him, you wouldn't think that he's the athletic specimen that he is. Then he gets out there and plays, and you're like, oh, shit, okay. Like, that's just raw talent. Like, he makes you think you could get out there and, you know, in the field, you'd start doing, oh, man, I can do this shit. He makes it look easy. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's the National League uh, MVP award. Is that even fair? I mean, seriously? Oh, again, this one's pretty wrapped up. Not even close. I mean, further away than the American League. Really, Goldsmith, it is. Uh, Goldsmith, uh, Stanton, and Joey Votto. Stanton, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> the only argument with Stanton is that what did his team do? But then again, what didn't uh, Andre Dawson win an MVP on a last-place team? I, I think A-Rod did it one year with Texas. So, I mean, it, there's a precedent, for it, or a precedent that's been set for it. Um, I think if it could perform, it's it just personal yeah. performance. It's Stanton. Right. Oh, no, no. Marlins I didn't have that. a pitch. Marlins didn't have pitching. I kind of feel like outside of him, the Marlins didn't even have a team. Like they, <laughs> they just basically went down to the Home Depot and fucking waved uniforms out the fucking side window of a pickup truck and just said, okay, I need eight guys and a pitcher. Come on. 
Let's go. You know, I, we, we got our superstar. That's all we need, which is, here's interesting. Here, this is this is what's interesting about the Stanton issue is, okay, if he wins MVP, there's already been rumblings that Miami's looking to get rid of him in the offseason because they can't really afford his payroll, his paycheck. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Bye, bitch. I'll take my MVP award to some other team that has the money. They're backing up an armored truck as we speak. <laughs> Yeah, but in my mind, that's just a sad state of affairs for baseball, period. You can't hold on to one superstar on your team. Guy who just won an MVP award? Because you can't afford the contract? Be careful, guys. What? I mean, not, not well, not for nothing. You know, I look down at all these awards, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's nice. And then I look at, oh, I don't know, the ALCS MVP. And I'm like, huh. Ace, Justin Verlander came up huge for the Astros. You know, I would like a guy like that on the Tigers. I just thought, you know, maybe he would be there. It would be great. Yeah, but I think the Tigers have proven that they'll fucking, they'll overspend if they think their their window of opportunity is even slightly open. This is a case of a team that had literally bought its only two World Series wins and then fire-sailed the team in the offseason afterwards. And what the fuck have they done since? I mean, you're, okay, you're no longer the Florida Marlins, you're the Miami Marlins. Don't you want a draw? I mean, I get... You really need one. That's what, yeah. You fuck want, you need a draw. You need to have that player that people will go, I'll go to a shitty-ass Marlins game just to watch them play. I mean, believe me, I remember the lean years here in Detroit and especially after interleague play, it was, you know, depending how available tickets were was depending on who they were playing and how big of the superstar on that team was. In the early 2000s, anytime the Yankees came to town, that was going to be a sold-out game pretty much. You can almost guarantee it. If it wasn't sold out, it's damn close to it just because it was the Yankees. But, I mean, it was the same thing with Barry Bonds. When San Francisco would come to town, you know, the Reds with, with you know, Junior. I mean, it's it was just, you want that draw. And if the Marlins don't have that, and they think their their income situation is di- dismal with Stanton on the team, what the fuck, do you think it's going to get better with them off the team? No, no one's going to come watch that product. Get the fuck out of here. It's just, to me, that's a sad statement on how a team can get in modern day MLB, because it, it, sh- it to me it feels like you should be able to at least afford one superstar per team. That's true. If not, what are you doing in the majors? Right, you need to sell the team to somebody who can afford it. <laughs> yeah, either that, or uh, you need to contract the league because there's not enough money to go around. Well, no, I was thinking you start to look like the Cleveland Indians in Major League. <laughs> Thought you said we didn't have any high priced talent. Well, I forgot about Doran. He's just high-priced. Yeah. (laughs) Cy Young. Chris, don't say that word. Damn it. What? Cy Young. American League. You got Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, and Luis Servino. Servino. I was just looking at this award. I I mean, I want to say Kluber. See, you and me have seen eye to eye on most of these awards. This one's going to be hard. American League, eh. I mean, we could agree 
somewhat on Kluber. Chris Sale is a beast. Severiano, uh I, I think it's between Sale and Kluber, and I'd say Sale if it was my choice. If I had a vote, that's who I'd vote for. Right. That, that's that's where I'm at. It's Kluber or Sale. But Sale is a fucking massive beast, so that's where I would go. Here you go, Rich. Do the National League for me, because oh, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, dude, this is one Seriously. like... Uh, Good I'm, fucking luck. I, I was a owner of Scherzer all season in fantasy. He fucked me in the fantasy playoffs with his one shitty game. He had like two of them all year. I'd pick Max. Just he was like he was the guy all season. He was constantly the number one ranked pitcher like most of the season. Man, he was just dominant every start. He, you know, how many bad starts he had. I could just tell you. I could count them. That's how many bad starts that guy had this year. You got to give it to Mad Max, man. Well, yeah, dude. But he's going against Clayton Kershaw and Steven Strasburg, dude. Come on. Any one of those guys can be a Cy Young. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> That's where we're yeah. at. Right? Well, I mean, it's what do you, what do you, yeah. what do you, I. If we're just talking about the season, just the regular season, you got to let the numbers dictate it. But if we're talking about regular season plus playoffs, who went the deepest in the playoffs? Kershaw. And who? Kershaw. And who? And who who did their best to pull their team's ass out of the fire in the playoffs? Kershaw. But I... You could also say uh, Steven Strasburg did the best to pull his team out of the fire because he pitched lights out in the playoffs. Yeah, and once again, the Nationals underachieving... Painfully, I mean, I don't. Oof. Is it? It just uh, real quick as an aside. Is that the Amer- or the National League version of the Tigers? Is that what that team's going to end up with when once their World Series window closes? They're yeah, gonna pretty be much. The, they're going to be the team that had it all at one point and they just couldn't get over that hump and win it. Yeah, that's the story. Two Cy Young fucking two pitchers finish in a top three for Cy Young. They have position players. They have the name manager. And they can't get. They have the one of the biggest bats in baseball. I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's just. Yeah, Nick, you know that's a good. That's a good comparison. I mean, you got Bryce Harper, you got Anthony Redden, Dusty Baker, Scherzer, Strasburg. These are names that casual baseball fans know. You know, maybe not Redden as much, but definitely Bryce Harper, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Dusty Baker. I mean, you you have the the ingredients for good gumbo. It's just something's missing. And if their window closes and they never win a World Series, I think they go down as like the Tigers. This is this is a stretch of wasted opportunity. I mean, imagine if the 90s Braves never won one, that one World Series they won. We'd be talking about that was wasted potential th- for a whole decade. And, I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about in 20, 30 years about this last stretch in Detroit. Wasted potential. How many fucking superstars came and went in those, you know, twelve years? And I don't. I, if this if this year didn't turn any of Verlander's doubters around, it should at least shut them up for another season. I I don't think Verlander's done. Verlander Verlander has from his rookie year said he wanted to be like Nolan Ryan. 
he's here for the long fucking haul. So barring injury, if that's what he's here for and that's what he trains for, why wouldn't I give the guy the benefit of the doubt, especially since, hey, look what he did 12 years into his career. How many years after everybody's been saying he's done and over with? It's true. I, I follow in that category. Mm-hmm. I said it when he got traded. It was just a name thing. You were just holding on to the name. <laughs> this motherfucker went into the playoffs with Houston and was like, oh, really? Hold my iced tea. Yeah, let me get a series MVP award and win. Yeah. <laughs> and go home and, and fuck Kate Upton. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here, check out my ring. <laughs> hey, while you saying I've lost it, I'm squeezing off between her titties. Okay. Yeah, I've lost it. All right. Yeah. Big time. I, I don't know, useless. Chris. Dude, I love your training camp pitch from last episode. Hey, guys, it's great. You hang around somewhere for 10 years. You go somewhere else. You win a World Series. Then you go home. You get to fuck Kate Upton. It's awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a speech at the rookie symposium. <laughs> Chris, I, I think I got to go with Kershaw still. And it's, it's a respectable it's, choice. Well, I'm just saying, amongst other things, man, this man has a cutter. I like to the likes I've never seen, man. I know you two have seen it. I've shown you guys the video, but the way his ball drops is so unfair. So you're putting it up there against Mariano Rivera's cutter? Oh, yeah, dude. So much so. He throws with power. And precision, and and it's like you see it in the in the batter's eyes. I got him. He messed up, and then this ball just drops. Here's the thing I, I'll say about Mariano Rivera in his defense, and then I'll say something basically to his detriment. One, that's the only pitch he had. You were getting his cutter, and you knew it was coming. And more times than not, all he'd do is saw your bat off. It's just broken bats left and right. Broken bats, broken bats. Now, against him, he wasn't a starting pitcher. He didn't have to go out there but one inning and get three outs. Yeah, the most high-pressure outs, especially in the playoffs, etc. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It, compared to Kershaw, I... To me, there's, there's, it's hard. It's really hard to compare a closer to a starter. You know, you can compare their pitches, and if you were a batter, whose pitch would you rather face if you needed to get a hit? But I mean, I, I be honest with you, Mariano Rivera's cutter is probably the nastiest cutter I've ever seen. But I'll be, I'll also be honest with you, I haven't really fucking watched all that much of Clayton Kershaw on a. As much as I watch Mariano Rivera. Clayton Kershaw's it, cutter is just ridiculous. I'll show you a video later, Rich. He also has a fastball. He also has a curve. But it sets up for that fucking changeup, dude. That cutter is sick. The bottom just completely falls out. Well, Hello. maybe he'll get an award for it tomorrow. Or I mean, yesterday, by the time the show posts. I mean, I'm looking at it this way. If I'm Kershaw, Scherzer, or Strasburg, I, I don't care. I don't. I mean, it's nice to win the award, but the award I want, I didn't win this year, and that was the World Series. Yep. So, I, I, I would think that you, there's going to be some fucking, there's going to be some batters that are going to pay next year. You can get to fuck the prom queen. You just got to finger. 
you know, especially especially after reading that Max Scherzer interview from like three years ago in Sports Illustrated and how he looks at baseball and how he looks at life, he's not going to be happy next year. He's going to make some pitchers pay. Unless unless his body gives out on him, I don't think his mind's going anywhere. Because he think about what he did in Detroit, guys. He pitched his last season in Detroit with a lame duck contract. And he knew if he injured himself, if he had a bad season, that was it. He just pissed away his fucking one big chance at the wealth to hand down to my fucking family for generations paycheck. And he didn't he didn't fuck up. He went out there and did exactly what he needed to do. That's that's an that's like iron will shit, man. That's like seriously, that's some Navy SEAL will type shit. <laughs> I'm not even joking, man. He's a wizard. He's like he just happen. he just went out there and was like it, it's a cliched term. Failure's not an option. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't even in his vocabulary that season. Like, that word, that's not in my repertoire. I don't know. No, see, they call this his curve, like the dirtiest curve in the game. But that's a cutter, dude. That thing's just sick. It falls out of the sky. It is not a cutter. It is a curveball. A cutter moves in towards your pitching hand. Or, excuse me, in, in yes, a cutter moves in. A two-seam fastball moves away from your pitching hand. A cutter moves in. That's a fucking curveball that drops off a table. That's a 12-6 curve, dude. Seriously, you don't see that action? Yeah, I do, but it just looks like a cutter to me because it comes out. It comes from the top down. And we just have figured out why Iceman didn't excel in baseball in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that cutter struck me out. Hey, dipshit, he threw you a 12-6. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, my man was like, he thought he was going to get hit. Nope. He buckled his knees. That's a, that's, that's a classic sign of a 12-6. It's going to drop in and go right down the middle, and you're going to strike out. The end. All right. Either way, either way shit is fucking filthy. So. Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. Oh, but next time we record, we'll know if we want or not. So... Shall we just move into the weekend of, of uh, that was football? Just start on Saturday. Well, do we want to cover the? I mean, I it, 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 it'll give Iceman a chance to, to take a little bit of a victory lap. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's taking a full victory lap, but a half victory lap, because I feel honestly that he, you know, he, he to be fair, he did point out that there's some just. You got to be kidding me! Head shaking, standings going on in in the NBA, and they haven't gone anywhere through fourteen, fifteen games. Uh, That's where I'll give them credit for that. I did want to point out, Golden State hasn't lost a game since you're like, hey, they've already lost three games. Eleven and three. <laughs> you saying they heard that shit and took it to heart? <laughs> Probably. Uh-oh, the Iceman and Sporgy's got us on, on, on blast. we got to start playing and shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, Everything's just, fine okay. in Golden State, Iceman. Okay, let's just start in the Eastern Conference. Is it the 1988? What the fuck are the Celtics and the Pistons doing on top of the Eastern Conference? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> let's just is, mention that while we still have a chance. Is, yeah. is, is Isaiah and Bird going to play each other when the postseason comes? No, I yeah, I definitely don't think the Pistons will be there at the end of the year, but... I mean that's a goddamn dude, ten and three, ten and three, and you can't name hardly anyone on that fucking team. 
and you live in Detroit. Stanley Johnson, Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson. Uh, thank you. Good night. Exactly. There's only three players on that team. <laughs> they got they got ghost runners on second and third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, man. I mean, it, it, Wizards in third, Raptors in fourth, Magic in fifth, Knicks in sixth. Wherever the fuck Tobias Harris is, he averages twenty point one points a game. I mean, this is this is Ish Smith. Is he 54.6 field goal percentage? It's crazy. Ish? I-S-H. That's his name. Yes. Ish Smith. The slang way to post on social media the word bitch is his first name. Ish. I thought Ish was slang for shit. Hmm. I've I've always heard, oh, please, Ish. And why would you say, oh, please, shit? But that... Points per game, one hundred six point five. Rebounds per game, one hundred or one hundred forty three point seven. Assist points a game, twenty two point three. Oh, this is a problem. Points allowed, one hundred one point two. But still, ten and three. I'm telling you, man, it's it, it's. This is not how I we I said this pre pre show. I didn't expect the Pistons to be higher than fifth in the rankings. And that was being so, so generous at any point this season. I mean, the, 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 the fact that they're second in the standings, what the fuck? And they're still playing to an empty arena? Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, you know, maybe it'll get a little heat going for them. A little bit. You Let's know, see, once uh, they start getting around and people are like, wait, what? Pistons uh, are second. Talk to me on Martin Luther King Day. We'll see where the Pistons are at. It's the oh, no, before the All-Star break. I mean, what, what did we say last week? Quarter of the season? Yeah, 20 games. That's, so they're a couple weeks away from tw- having 20 games played. You know, quarter of the season, good sample size. So we'll see in seven games. But still, I mean, Celtics, 13 wins in a row. It doesn't happen every fucking, you know, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't happen every day, obviously, because you can't win 13 games in a day unless you really are playing a lot of fucking NBK or NBA 2K, whatever. In a row? Right. But they, uh, losing Hayward didn't hurt him at all. Kyrie Irving is a beast without LeBron. That team's just like, it's what the fucking's all over the place, man. Yeah, and the Knicks... Speaking- Speaking of LeBron, I just want to say he's five hundred at seven and seven. <laughs> He'll be all right. I don't care how he's going to be; he could be fine at five hundred. Loudmouth well, bastard. Here's yeah. Here's my question: What the fuck was with that and the Knicks? Him and the I, what player was that from the Knicks? Canter. Canter. What the fuck was that about? Said, was it just him mouthing off? LeBron said it he was, was the king of New York. And Canner said, no, you are not. LeBron, you're not from New York. You did not play for New York. Why the fuck are you calling yourself the king of New York? LeBron did like, LeBron did like the, 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 the girlfriend you need to slap the shit out of thing, though, from the clip I saw. But she just kept standing in the guy's way, and the guy's like, dude, get the fuck out of my face, man. And LeBron was just standing there like, what you going to do, hit a girl? <laughs> like, I was... <laughs> 
I'd have smacked the black off his ass and said, yeah, I'm going to hit a bitch. It's exactly what I'd have done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take the games. But I'd have knocked the motherfucker in the next week. Get the fuck out of my way. You're a grown man. Stop acting like a fucking 13-year-old bitch. That's what he does. But I mean, seriously, man, it infuriates me when anytime I've ever had a girlfriend who's like gets in your face and won't let you walk away from the situation and just stands there in front of you giving you that stupid, I just got done pumping the neighbor's cat's look. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? You understand I'll smash you in one fucking, I could just destroy you. The fuck out of my way. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tough guy. I, I wish someone, when I saw that, I... I channeled your hatred for him for about five minutes, dude. And I'm trying to re- rework it back up because I was like, someone just knocked this motherfucker in the next week real quick. Show he him wanted, that he ain't shit. Rich wanted LeBron to be on a hockey, hockey rink for two seconds. <laughs> Check his ass into the boards. <laughs> Seriously. Like, what are you going to do? Le- LeBron, what are you going to do? Nothing. I thought this was America. You're gonna do nothing. You're gonna wait. You're gonna do exactly what happened when he shoved you away from him. You waited for your fucking your rescuers, aka the refs, to come in and fucking save your ass. It's exactly what you did. And yeah, I played enough hockey. You're right. He is like that bitch to fucking. He's that bitch on the ice. Or that bitch on you know when you're playing roller hockey, who is gonna sit there and they're never gonna drop the gloves. I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. But they're gonna wait. They're going to wait till the fucking, you know, till someone skates over and breaks it up. And they're just going to stand there and be like, what? I didn't do nothing. What? 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 Pussy, do something. <laughs> Seriously. A bunch of half bitch ass motherfuckers playing. Hey, see, this is how I know it ain't the late 80s. Because if, if this was the late 80s, someone would have slapped the shit out of him. Not even hit him like a man. Just slapped, just backhanded the <laughs> shit out of him. They've been like, you want to act like a bitch? Mm. That's what that's how I treat my bitches. Now go fucking get your ass in the kitchen. You got some cooking to do, bitch. Now he always puts powder on his hands at the beginning of the game when he comes out. Somebody just put powder on his hands to be like, pow, right upside his head. <laughs> I mean, so it's just pimping was pimping was pimping. I mean, it's just God damn, really, dude. What are you five? No. This ain't your first year in the league, and and what are you puffing your chest out for? Seriously, I'm sorry. Look at the standings. I don't care where it is, and at that point, I don't care what it is in the seasons. What point it is in the season? Uh, uh, where are you at? Underneath us. That's right. I don't know. I, it's just uh, it's irritating. I just wish they let them fight in the NBA. Then we'd see how tough these motherfuckers really were. Because I've seen some NBA fights where they throw fucking punches like twelve year old girls with broken wrists and shit. <laughs> Like I'm serious. On what planet have you ever thrown a punch, like a like a like a like a five year old girl throws a ball and you hit them with what is it the the the, the side of your palm? You're like, and you've ever hurt somebody? Like no one. Very rarely you see someone in the NBA when they start bucking like actually square up and put their hip into a fucking punch. Let's bring back world peace. He'll do it. Meta. Yeah. Little Ron Artest. A little bit of Ron. Gotta have it. All right. So, Pistons off to a surprising start. Uh, Anything else before we just get into a big old mess of football? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, dude. 
people down here in Kansas are are calling uh, Lonzo Ball very close to a uh, bust in the NBA. Well, what's he? I mean, has he been? I, I don't. Shocker! Unless you're new to the podcast, this is nothing new. I don't follow ba- basketball that closely. Has he done anything and sustained any type of good start? No. Where he's on a he's on a hot streak. No. To justify and rationalize all the nonsense that was built up around him. No. So and the Lakers are six and eight. So he's what painfully average. I'm not even saying he's average, bro. Seriously, that kid can't shoot. He can't d up. Uh, sometimes he looks lost on the court. It just, well, it, it's not good. I mean, dude, once again, I don't know shit about, you know, basketball hardly. I could tell you watching him play, what was it? Summer league shit that <laughs> he ain't all that as far as D. And no. I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not like I'm Jerry West or something. I can't, I can't pick talent, but I can tell you when someone can't play D. So that, that's not shocking. All right, I'm looking at his last three games, and damn, he went three for ten against the Suns, seven for twelve against the Bucks, three for twelve against the Wizards. Yeah, they're saying he's as close to a bust as he can be without busting. But I mean, he shoots. Do you guys remember Bill Cartwright from Chicago Bulls? Yeah, that's how that kid shoots from the side of his fucking head. He never comes over the top. His his hands never come into his his line of sight. Nothing. He always brings it up to the side of his fucking head and shoots from the side. Magic Johnson says Lakers won't mess with Lonzo Ball's shot until after season. <laughs> and yeah, we're not going to mess with it, said team president Magic Johnson on Mike and Mike. We're going to let him shoot and play his game. If after the season he's not shooting well, then we'll sit down with him and say, hey, Let's maybe look at a different way, or let's try to improve the way you are shooting. And they have a pitcher that pretty much defends what you're saying because, yeah, he's shooting from the side of his head. Uh, it's like that shit worked when you were in UCLA, kid. This isn't the fucking college level. I mean, uh. Yeah, Barkley recently called out the rookie shooting for him, noting he is only half a player because he can't shoot going right. Ball's unique form features a low release from the left side of his body, but Johnson will not make any rash changes because he's been shooting that way his whole life. Now forgive me once again because I'm going to have to ask you guys if you know who it is. Who was it on the Pistons a season or two ago that was just horrendous at the fucking free throw line? That was, wasn't it Drummond? Uh Oh, wasn't it Greg Monroe with his big ass? Well, I mean, I just remember that they, he was so bad that at one point it was you know, rumored that they were talking about the coach, you know, the, the, the people in the, in the organization were like, they're going to keep following them because it's an automatic miss too. Should we tell them to shoot granny underhand style? <laughs> the hack shack all over again. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it, if it's, it's that bad now, now, once again, like I said, looking at, his last three games against the Bucks, he played 39 minutes and he had a triple double. He had 19 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. I mean, he's averaging 9.5 points a game, 6.7 rebounds, 7.2 assists. I, once again, not being a huge basketball guy, that does not sound like superstar stats to me. And he's shooting 31.3. <laughs> 
That's a shooting percentage. You got to be kidding me. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah. He's setting the world on fire, but also, I mean, again, he's 13, 14 games into his pro career. Let's not sound the bust alarm just yet. Right. They're say- that's why I said they're they're saying he's as close to a bust as he can be without busting. I I get that. I get when, dude. I Chris, I totally understand where you're coming from, but it's also like, dude, you went number two overall. And your dad's been running his mouth. And you, you know, you've you're 13 games into your career, and they're already talking about altering your shooting style, your shooting technique. I mean, yeah, it doesn't that, bode. It doesn't bode well for you. That's shouldn't have been handled. The minute they fucking decided they were drafting him, I mean, shouldn't they have pulled him aside and said, "Look, man, here's the deal, Lonzo. You know, we think you you got raw talent, but the way you shoot." Yeah, that's retarded. We're going to need to work on that. I mean, you don't wait till the season starts and then go, well, we're going to wait till the season's over with. Really? So you're going to give them even more time to get stuck in bad habits that you don't want them to keep? All right. But once again, what do I know? Compared to Magic Johnson, not a goddamn thing. So. But you know, you knew how to knock it eight. 40 years so far. You've got that on them. Magic doesn't have AIDS. Shoot, he's the HIV virus, which he acquired. He had, or no, he, he attained. He attained. Yes. He attained, yes. Right. And I don't even think he has that anymore. Have you ever seen an HIV positive person look that fucking healthy this long after they got diagnosed? Well, now medicine's come a long way in 25 years. Okay. But he, he had it in fucking early 90s. But he also had money. In the early okay. 90s. Just saying. I don't think he has it anymore. Just saying. Anyways, Eastern Conference, all shook up. Holy shit. Western Conference, more the same. Disappointed. Extremely. The Clippers, oh, you should have kept CP3, boys. Thunder, you got the trifecta, and all of a sudden, you're still in the same spot. What the fuck? Top three. Warriors, Rockets, Spurs, you know? Yeah, it's just how that's, that conference is going to roll, I guess. doesn't matter what trades you make in the offseason. You're just not going to stop the Rock, I guess. All right. Anything else on the NBA? No, that's, it's it definitely in it from my end, so. Oh, come on, Rich. You know you got more to share. <laughs> uh, this is probably the most NBA talk I've had on this podcast, not during the playoffs. Ever. That's about the last. That's it. Thank you. I'm done sharing. I just, I want to welcome you to the hate train. That's all. The hate train? For LeBron, that little bastard. It's gotten so bad with LeBron that I'm just like, oh, what the fuck ever. It's LeBron. I ju- dude, I just can't get behind someone fucking pulling a bullshit bitch ass technique like that. It's the same thing I said with, with Jameis Winston. What are you out there poking fucking people for from the sideline? Knowing that your team is going to fall on that sword and take the fucking, take the brunt of it for you because you're the leader. So they can't let you fucking go out there and start slugging it out. So if you're not going to be able to, to finish the fight, don't start fights. Period. That's a bitch move. And I, in my life, I've had enough people that I've called friends who would start fights and I had to come fucking clean it up after him. 
to where I despise a fucking piece of shit garbage who does that. That's what fucking bitches do. So yeah, fuck him in that in that in that one aspect. Fuck him. Fuck him in his ass till his asshole looks like a purple donkey asshole. And on a side note, don't go looking for trouble with Rich because he will escalate the situation. Just saying. Oh, we polls? You want to bring polls? Oh, Rich, sit in the car. Okay. Oh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking, speaking of escalating quickly, how about that uh, MSU Penn State game, huh? Yeah, how about that, Chris? That game escalated quickly. As I said last week, let me have last week. I even said it on the podcast. Let me have that week. I pretty hey, much, we didn't make any comments in the chat, bro. I pretty much figured all I was going to get was a week. But, I mean, it didn't even look close. It didn't even look like they were the same teams playing. I heard interesting theory floated out that uh, your your Nick Saban theory there, Rich, that you, I can only get him to get up for two games a year, tops. Yeah. And I heard that might have been one of them. I'm not making excuses. It's just something I heard floated. As far as Penn State goes, that is. I, dude, I, I mean, to me, that, that, that basically took, first things first, that makes anyone who is considering MSU a legit contender for one of the playoff spots. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, if you, if you still think that, you're such a homer, it's painful. You got housed. Dude, that game was over in the first quarter. Like, I, I put that game on. I was done by the second quarter. I was like, well, I'm not, not going to waste the rest of my afternoon watching this. But, I mean, that also, uh, that really makes the Big Ten just go, what? It makes me just shake my head and go, what the fuck? I mean, I, what the fuck is the Big Ten at this point? A Wisconsin team who's undefeated who hasn't beat anybody. An Eastern Conference who's just... I mean, riddled with two and three team, uh, two and three lost teams. I mean, is this a case of this conference is no longer relevant this season? That it's it's done, it's over with. Kinda. Well, they're not in the playoffs. Unless I mean, was, some major collapses in the next three weeks, and that's it for the Big Ten. Well, I mean, like I said, I, Wisconsin, but who the fuck has Wisconsin played? Nobody, and they're going to get shredded when they do play somebody. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on the bubble. They're sitting number five, you know, outside looking in at the playoffs, you know. So, and that's the playoff rankings. And the AP, they're five. And, okay, yeah, they're four in the coach, coach's poll, but they also dropped in the coach's poll this, this week. And they won. I mean, that's when you know that you're just like, oh, I, we haven't really played anybody. We won and we dropped in a poll. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, eh. and I mean, Michigan State, hey, you, you, you beat Penn State, you beat Michigan, enjoy those two wins. There, there's, there's, your wins there's your wins this season. Well, it's, I think I said it uh, two, three weeks ago, Michigan and Michigan State are going to end up with the same record. It's, that's, that is my prediction. Oh, I think State's going to end up with one more win than, than Michigan. I mean, you got Maryland, you got Rutgers for State, and that's Maryland. That's dude, you're basically playing two high school regional all star teams. <laughs> but I was told that they did crab cakes and football in Maryland. That is, that's the rumor. Oh, that's what you were told. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. That's what I heard in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Okay. But, well, obviously, obviously, they, I hope they still have crab cakes because what they're playing doesn't even resemble football at this point. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and speaking of, I mean, get the fuck out of here, Michigan. A 35-10 win over Maryland. Hold on a sec. Ooh. And then, didn't they, aren't they back in the rankings? Are they at number 24 now? Snuck back in. They're 19 in the AP. They're 18 in the coaches poll. And they're 24 in the playoff rankings. Why they're in any of those top 25s, I don't know. <laughs> the black but, M. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I let me stop lying. I do know. I'm just saying, I, it must be nice, man. That Michigan football is the equivalent of winning the genetic lottery, of being six foot three, chisel, you know, jaw that could they could cut stone, perpetual five o'clock shadow, never fucking did a sit up outside of when you wake up in the morning, and you got six pack abs won the genetic lottery, and you can be dumb as a fucking box of rocks, but you, but life's going to be easier for you than the guy with the 175 IQ who's five foot four, 110 pounds, and he's got glasses so thick that if he held them up, he could set the world on fire. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, at this point, it's, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, even as a fan, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm just like they—they they don't deserve this. They don't deserve their rank where they're ranked, and it's—it's it's garbage. It's bullshit. It's undeserved. Dare I say it? It's black M privilege. Black Michigan privilege. <laughs> All right, we got gold privilege working. Gold, there you go. Gold privilege. We've established black privilege and now gold privilege on this podcast. Awesome. Yes. But I mean, well, I mean you know, if, if they don't if they don't rank Michigan, dude, who are they going to rank? They, they got twenty five teams to put in, and you can't put in a no name team, even if they deserve to be in it, because people are going to be like, "Who the fuck is that? And why are they there? And why is it Michigan?" It's just popular opinion, dude. That's why I tried to tell you guys weeks ago how they do it, why they make sense of this, or how they make sense of it. I don't. I can't even. I can't even get to half of where they go. Well, I mean, it's whatever. It, Michigan is. It, enjoy the last win of your season, guys. <laughs> Next week, you get to house Wisconsin's dick in your anus, and then you really get to take a good fucking. All I can say is, yeah. I hope Uncle Urban has a few drinks and, and he gives you a kiss before he puts you on his lap. At Thanksgiving time, okay? Because you ain't coming out of that unscathed. It's just, it's over with. It is fucking over with. And I You're swear fucking to fucking... Done, son! I, I know we'll talk about these two games, but I'm going to say it right to fuck now. When they lose these next two games, and they lose their fucking bowl game, I swear to fucking Christ, if all I hear is just praise... For fucking Jesus and khakis in the off season, I might just I I might just find a new fucking college football team to fucking root for because I I I can't I can't fucking that level of cognitive dissonance I can't fucking get on the same page with is absolute horseshit. And hey, Rich, it, it's it's not the team, it's the fans. 
It's the people covering the team. Because, it, Earl, I know you're not up here, but you should hear the apologists for this fucking team up here on Sports Talk Radio. You should hear the fans talk. You'd think they've actually won something. You'd think they, they, they fucking trucked MSU and housed Penn State. They didn't do either. Dude, those teams bank their asses. Put your mouth on the curb type shit. And 35-10 against a Maryland team, and they were fucking Jim Brandstatter and his fucking color commentary guy, I can't remember who he was, on the radio on Saturday, was acting like they did something. It's Maryland. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying I beat my cat best of seven out of playing seven games of chess <laughs> why did my cat win three games so I just whatever let's, let's move on to the teams that actually fucking matter they're actually in the fucking how about the U huh well if you hang on if you if you want another reason to hate James Rich he wore a Buckeyes jersey and it was a twenty number 23 on the back, he has his name James, with the letter X over the letter M to to mark out the letter M and his name as as a shout out against uh, Michigan. Well, I'm sure whatever special needs child he took that jersey off of <laughs> is pretty upset that he had his jersey stolen. So, <laughs> just a bitch. Anyways, so the U. Yeah, the, the rise the, again. Yeah, converts or convicts versus Catholics part two. Uh, no, no. I and, mean, and that's why we didn't talk about it last week because it wasn't even close to that. I'm gonna tell you what this is the best thing that can happen to college football, and the reason is the U is the ultimate villain in college football. Use the U is like 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 LeBron James, like Sidney Crosby, like the New York Yankees. If you follow the sport, you have an opinion about them. Yep. You love them or hate them. And it's usually and, negative. <laughs> and, I mean, Notre Dame, they're an independent. They're not in a conference. They've tried to get them in conferences for fucking decades. And Notre Dame just, nope, nope, not going to happen, nope. And now college football can go, well, now we don't have to worry about throwing an independent in there and disrespecting one of the one of the power five conferences. That's why I say this is this is one of the best. Them losing was a good thing for college football because who's Notre Dame play after this? Navy and Stanford. Ooh, exactly. Well, it cracks me up that they thought that Notre Dame was a huge contender and was going to wipe the floor with Miami. One thing Miami just doesn't do is lose at home. I don't care who they play. If Miami plays Alabama at home, Saban, you know, he needs to go hide somewhere. Go pray to everything holy before you go in there. <laughs> I I can't remember exactly. <laughs> I know they were playing Florida International when that when that and in, I think it was in two thousand seven when that fucking fight broke out in the field. But the the uh, color commentary guy it was a former Miami player and was like, "That's right." You don't. That's right. You don't come in our house and disrespect our house. You 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 don't want to. You want to fight on the field? We can meet in the parking lot after the game. I mean, he was just. It's like, dude. He was like, I want to go down there and get in that right now. He actually fired his ass because the shit he was saying on the air. That's exactly right, Miami. That's one thing. If you've seen the U part one and two, 
they don't take kindly to coming in their house and stomp and, 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 and getting stomped. That just it does not happen very often. And when it does, oh boy, they don't forget it. <laughs> they do not forget it. So, but I mean, yeah, hey, you got Miami in, in third to go to the college playoffs. Yes, there's two fucking, there's two games left for them. Um, excuse me, three games left for them. But, I mean, okay, UVA, Pittsburgh, and here's the biggie. They play Clemson the last to, to, to round out the season. So, now they're at home versus Clemson. So, does that... Ooh, I mean, there you go, Earl. That your theory will be tested. That's what I'm saying. I think UVA is pretty much a given. Do you really think that Pitt, even though they're at Pitt, has a chance? I mean, now Clemson does come to Miami, so... We're going to see then. Bring a lot of people, a lot of people say that Clemson isn't the same without Sean Watson. They're still a contender. They're still a good team. They, you know, got the coach and all that good shit. Still been at the top of the standings all year. They've been top three team. Well, obviously, I mean, but that goes back to so has Alabama and Ohio State's been up there, even though they've lost. You know it. That goes back to who else you're going to put up there. Florida State was up there, and they lost a quarterback. And even after they lost the game after losing a quarterback, fell to 10. Only 10, really? Yeah, but... Uh, Here's the thing. With when they the lost... U- when they, when they, hold on a second. I just want to say, when they lost their quarterback, and you said they were at 10, you can't rank them based on what... Uh, if you think they're going to lose in the future, you got to rank them on what they've done up to that point in the season. Case in point, if Nick Saban drops dead this week... They're not going to go. Wait a minute, we got to redo the rankings because <laughs> Alabama doesn't. After. <laughs> Alabama doesn't have their coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. They don't rank them on what they think is going to happen. They rank them on what they've done so far. Now, if Nick Saban drops dead, and they go out there and get housed for the rest of the season. Yeah, it'll be reflected in the rankings. But still, I mean, it, it, it is it at this point is it pretty much Clemson and Alabama? Yeah, I mean Miami's going to have to fucking beat Clemson in yeah, Miami here's the, to be, here's to be the considered thing. a legit contender. That that's what I was going to tell you. The U is giving me an impression of the old. Like you asked if about the the U part one and two. I've seen those, and I, I'm just getting that feeling that that's kind of a mentality that they're carrying down there right now. It's like well, everybody's put them on the back burner and everybody's forgotten about them, and no matter who they beat. There's always a reason they beat them. Oh, you beat Florida State, but they lost a quarterback. You beat, you know, Florida Gators, but they're not the same as they used to be. They're not the powerhouse they once was. You know, every time they beat somebody, they they have a reason that they they won the game. Oh, you beat Notre Dame, but you were at home. You know, they weren't ready for all the humidity. What? All right. I think they're pissed. I do. I mean, I okay. Last game of the season for Alabama is against Auburn. But I'm pretty comfortable in saying I, I think it's very, very, very likely Alabama just runs the table. All right, so you already got them locked up in one of the top four spots for the playoff. All right, Clemson and Miami. If Miami beats Clemson. Clemson could drop out, and depending on what Oklahoma does, even though they don't really play anybody, Wisconsin could sneak into the top four if Wisconsin runs the table themselves. And Wisconsin, the only ranked opponent they have left is Michigan. And then they play Minnesota. So basically, I, I mean, you never say, I, we say it, 
but I know that in in sports, you know, coaches go, you never say anything's a guaranteed win because anything could happen. But if Wisconsin goes, you know, undefeated, Miami beats Clemson, you could be looking at Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, Wisconsin for your college football playoffs. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot to that, though. Auburn just beat the dog shit out of Georgia. Yeah, but Auburn's going to have to go through Alabama. Auburn ain't going to make it into the Final Four. What I'm saying is, is Auburn beat the dog shit out of Georgia, who is ranked number one over Alabama. So it's it's not a gimme that Alabama would beat Auburn. I mean, it's very likely very, that they'll very beat Very likely. But it's not a gimme. It's close. I mean, I just, I got, here's how I feel about Alabama. That's, that's the New England of college football at this point. I can't, I can't doubt them until they give me a reason to doubt them. It's very apt. Well, yeah, obviously that's the, you know, the correlation a lot of people make, me, myself included. But at the same time, last week, they, they damn near lost to Mississippi State, who was ranked number 16th. Yeah, I mean, but it, it took it took all the way to the fourth quarter before Alabama was like, okay, enough. I, and I get that, I get that, but that's why they're called trap games. And don't most teams have one of those, at least one of those games? That's a like, whew, oh shit, we were resting back on our laurels there. Now it's time to to just jam your foot down to the floorboard for the rest of the season. Don't take your foot up off their neck. Don't don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Just fucking run roughshod right over the fucking top of them constantly. Don't stop until they're fucking. There's nothing but just guts and pieces of bone all over the fucking field. I mean, to me, that's what Alabama took from that game with Mississippi State. And if they didn't, then they're fucking stupid. And Nick Saban is not half the coach I think he is. And I mean, this is coming from a guy who I mean, what did Nick Saban ever do with a team that money didn't buy? Not much, but you give him the best talent that you can buy in college football, and he's shown he can manage it well enough to be a goddamn fucking force to be reckoned with. I mean, his role tied for how many years now? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, speaking of coaches, Chip Kelly resurfaces in Florida. Yikes. He's going to fuck up another program. Fucked up a college program. Went and fucked up two pro teams. That's going to fuck up another college program. How's this guy keep getting work? No idea. Yeah, no I got nothing. I, I didn't even have a, a sarcastic comment for that because I'm like, yeah, how does he? Like, if you go work, based huh? on track record, how the fuck does this guy keep getting jobs? Well, I mean, here's the, here's the beautiful part. Any, uh, any team that wants him has to consult with uh, in the SEC has to consult with the conference commissioner before hiring a coach with past NCAA uh, violations. So, I mean, is Chip Kelly seriously that dominant of a coach to where he's worth the drama, he's worth the hassle? No, I haven't seen anything to indicate this to me at any time. Dude, if I had a kid, I wouldn't even want him coaching my Little League team. (laughs) Serious, real talk. I mean, you know, he sources are telling CBS Sports that, that Kelly said he's anxious to get back into coaching. I'm sorry, I'm scanning an article here real quick. Um, Conference Commissioner Greg uh, Sankey says he's not 
He did not immediately respond to a request for a comment after a tweet report stated he had chosen not to stand in the way of Florida hiring Kelly. And this all goes back to 2013. Kelly was hit with failure to monitor charges after it was termed seven on seven coach Willie Lyles had directed players to Oregon to return for comp had directed players to Oregon in return for compensation. I mean, I see that sounds a lot like the college basketball. Yeah, so did we hear thing. this story today? I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> see, this is uh, this is why I think this just opens a can of worms that has to be at least brought up in this conversation. Take this out of sports, out of college sports. By I, I don't I don't know. I, we've talked about you know paying college players whatever the fuck, but you a prohibition just creates ways to circumvent the pro you know the the rules and i mean if you're not going to pay college players let them at least make money off their likeness let them at least sign endorsement deals because that would then what power you take the power away from teams to buy players if a player who's heavily recruited can let's say sign with nike or adidas that and, and with an endorsement deal and sell their likeness to EA Sports to be on the cover of an NCAA football game, then, I mean, it's just not going to remove it completely, but it's going to, it's definitely going to lessen the chance to go, well, hey, let's pay this fucking player to come to this fucking school. Because they're already getting paid. I mean, at that point, if I'm getting paid, I'm going to go to the school that gives me the best chance to win a national championship that wants me. Well, moreover, though, Rich, it's not so much paying the player. The coaches are getting paid. The coaches are getting paid to send these kids to wherever they're supposed to go. And what's fucking me up is if you're uh, all the way back to where we started the show, if you're Rick Patino, you're making millions, millions of dollars coaching. And that's not enough. You, ha- you have to get these side jobs of fucking sending kids off. And and make them sponsored by Adidas and all this other shit. Need that wham. I'm saying, man. Need that walking around money. See, seriously, though, that's just that's so much greed. You deserve to go sit in a fucking prison, you bastards. Well, that's not even. It's not even just the the NCAA coaches. It's these kids, fucking high school coaches, because almost definitely. If 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 okay, so let's say Adidas is sponsoring Louisville. All right. Rick Pitino, all he can do is be the go-between to get the to get the message that hey, we're going to give you enough money, we're going to give you X amount of money to come play for Louisville. Now, if you take that out of the equation, what's Adidas going to do? If they're bound and determined to pay a player to come to a team that they sponsor, they're going to go to the high school coach. And if you're a high school coach making a cool forty G's a year, you know, exactly. as a teacher at your high school, and you know. Essentially, a lot of these people end up coaching their sports teams for free because the school district tells them to. Fuck yeah, you're going to take that money. And you don't have to offer hundreds of thousands. You can just go, hey, you make 40 grand this year. Would you like to make 80? Make sure your your kid comes to this team that we sponsor. I mean, it's it. There's so much room for corruption. It's such a corrupt fucking system. It's such a damaged system. I don't. I don't know if if there's going to be a way to get around this shit. And when you when you have shit like this hanging over coaches' heads, 
I mean, not that I'm trying to make a case for you know Chip Kelly. He should have opportunities to coach you know high-profile teams in the pros or college. But I mean, I don't know. It just to me, it turns the coaches into. It's not that we're not going to cheat. We just have to get better at cheating. And it makes teams look at shit that way. Who's better at getting away with shit? And I mean, it, as also, as teaches, it also teaches the athletes that, you well, know, yeah. this is the way of the world. Money buys everything. I mean, if I look at, if to be just brutally honest, when I look at Nick Saban, I would say because of his, I know his, his, his record before Alabama and once he got with Alabama, I think of two things when I think of Nick Saban at the same time. The first two things I think is above average college football coach when he's given the players that are bought and paid for. And he know and he's a he's a way above average college football coach and not getting caught buying players and breaking the rules. It's kind of how I feel about Belichick. I mean, I think Belichick is just a, a purely a better coach, but I also think but I also think Belichick has a knack for finding a way of finding a loophole in the rules that walks, no one else bothered to look for. He walks right up to the line. Yeah, he straddles it quite a bit. No, he's been caught cheating twice, Rich. <laughs> yeah, but Dude, and both times, both times he got caught cheating, he used the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. <laughs> well, it's the same thing if you get caught cheating, dude. Deny, 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 deny till you die. Right. It turns into that. It's it's that same old thing we said it before. It turns into that Eddie Murphy skit with Mr. T. I know well, you, you were cheating. No, you didn't. Maybe I didn't. I'm gonna be up the food. Tell me those lies. <laughs> uh, you, you, got, you got your Eddie Murphy skits mixed up. It's if you can make a bitch go, ooh, you can get away with anything. You're like, I saw you cheating. Wasn't me. No, no, I, I literally saw you walking naked out of her house. Wasn't me. Ooh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban's made all of Alabama go. Ooh, exactly. So he's just getting away with that shit. Same thing with fucking Belichick. But let's be honest, Belichick. Belichick isn't playing with fire the way a coach in the NCAA who's cheating is playing with fire. Correct. Belichick gets caught cheating. You know, he loses draft picks, but he's not he looking at felonies. Exactly. All right. That's what I'm saying. The stakes are higher for Nick Saban than it is for Belichick. And on top of it, for whatever reason, yeah, Belichick, okay, here's, here's, hmm. I know of quite a few people from the New England area over the years, and you said he's been caught cheating twice. Those people, Earl, would fight you till your last breath, physically fight you until you died, disagreeing with you that he's ever been caught. Well, that's fine. They can fight all they want. I I won't argue stupidity. But you do know. you see what do you see what I'm saying? It's not just the coach that's going. Wasn't me. The fan base has been conditioned to go. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because if they admit that he cheated, then all their fucking titles and everything that they have is void. You made him That's go. That's just like you know all all these other people that uh, USC. You know when they got caught cheating and, and you know they 
Bush had to give up his Heisman and, you know, suspend all, all those other victories and everything, the titles. You know, that's what Belichick would have to do if he admitted to cheating. Not really give back the, the Lombardi trophies, but, I mean, it, they would be kind of, you know, there would be an asterisk next to it. So a, a Homer fan, you know, and I understand it. I'm a Lions homer. So a Homer fan's not going to go, oh, he was cheated. Oh, of course he did. But we still won, so it doesn't matter. They're not going to do that. Fuck that. I'm a Detroit Tigers fan through and through. And Kenny Rogers was cheating his ass off in the game he pitched in the World Series in 2006. It pine tar in his hand. And I don't give a fuck that people go, well, a lot of pitchers do that when it's as cold as it was. It's against the rules. I don't care if a lot of pitchers do it. I'm not five. What little Johnny does down the street doesn't affect the fact that I don't want my kid doing that. But, but no. Daddy, Johnny's daddy lets him do it. I'm not talking about Johnny. <laughs> Fuck Johnny. Let that little cocksucker die. One less idiot in the world. I'm talking <laughs> about you. I don't want you doing X. Well, but so everyone else's parents let him do it. Then you know what, motherfucker? Take it up with God that you didn't come spilling out their ball sack. All right, because I, I, you don't have everyone else's parents. You got me, you little shit. Now shut your mouth, pull up your pants, because you don't know shit about shit. Need to write parenting books. <laughs> I mean, it's just I title it. Pull up your pants. <laughs> well, since we've already been, we've kind of wandered into the pros. Do we just do we want to get into last week with the NFL? Are we done? Are we done with college? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, here, let's just, let's just to wrap up the Chip Kelly shit with a bow. Anybody going to be shocked when he's eventually hired by a college football team to be their head coach? No. I would be freaking amazed. Seriously? I'm not talking about a marquee college football team. I'm not talking about Florida or Tennessee, which is what the article that we're talking about is, is saying. I'm talking about, are you, if he is Western Michigan's new head coach, are you going to be shocked? No. I, I would be. Okay. Personally, I, like I said, I, I don't want State. him. I don't want him t- coaching my fucking little league team. That guy knows dick about fucking football, dude. Nothing. I know a whole lot of people in San Francisco and Philadelphia feel the same way. So yeah. Uh, speaking of, all right, week ten. Oh, it's almost. Oh, it's almost over. It started. Fancy season's almost over. Thank the fuck Christ. Oh, oh come on, guys. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I got one. I mean, I got one league where it's... The window's pretty much... It's almost shut. But it's a lot of 5-5 five five teams. So you never know. But uh, the, let's talk about the real football. Uh, I mean, let's start with the, the Thursday night game. Seahawks beat the Cardinals. We Are we shocked? No, no. We, we, we all picked it. Um. So yeah, Seattle at what six and three? Still not the best team in their division because the L.A. Rams keep rolling. Uh, but we'll get to them later. Uh, let's. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's talk about the, the local game. The Lions beating the Browns, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Game was ugly. See, I'm just going to set it up right now. Round one, fight. Go ahead, T2. This game was ugly, man. 
you had to battle back to beat the worst team in the league. Right. You made the Cleveland Browns look competitive with you. A team who has won zero games looked competitive with you that whole game. Not the whole game, but yeah. Good, you, you, good luck against the Philadelphia Eagles if you see them in the playoffs. That's how you roll. Man, I told, I've told you for two weeks now, the Lions can't finish. And they couldn't do it against Cleveland. They couldn't do it against Pittsburgh. They, I don't know what it is, but when I hear Detroit Lions first and goal, I fucking, they should kick a field goal on first and goal because that's what's going to end up happening. The score of this game should have been like the Saints and the Bills. Should have been like the Panthers and the Dolphins. You know, should have been like when the Eagles played the Broncos. That's what the score of this game should have been like. All right, well, real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break my own rule and interject between you two on this one. Chris, are you buying this, uh, him throwing his hands up and quitting on the Lions, or do you think this is some sort of, like, reverse psychology way to save face type thing? No, come on. I'm, I'm thinking more of the latter. I'm not giving up on the Lions. I'm still a homer. I'm still going to pick them every fucking week. But I called this at the beginning of the season. You go fourteen and two, right? And what did I say? Go. This was this was their season to lose. There's no fucking reason, none, not one, that they couldn't have gone fourteen and two. They found a way to do it, just like you guys said. It's the this fucking pod- Lions. If there's this, a will, there's a way with them. This podcast, this season, we need to. What we need to do is when the season's over with, we need to isolate all the talk about the Lions and release it as one podcast. But it, what it really is, is it's a sociological view into the mind of, of a Lions fan. Yep. Because it is, it, is, it is truly, this is just, Rodgers is out. There's no reason not for them not to win the division. And here it is, you're looking at Thanksgiving. You're looking at Thanksgiving as a must-win game for them to win their division and host a playoff game. Because if not... Good luck going on the road because you're gonna get fucking. You're gonna get. You, you're gonna get banked, dude. You're gonna get banked. Period. Bottom line. And it, it's just this is this is how many times have we been in this position now in the last six years with the Lions? Six, well, five, six years, whatever. Five, six seasons, I should say. Every one of them. But here's the thing, Rich. This was different for me, and not for you guys. It was stated well before the season. But for me, this was different. This schedule was tailor-made for them to take the fucking division. I cannot believe the way they they found. And it's not that they can't they can't move the ball. They move the fucking ball. It's not that they can't stop the other team. They stopped the other fucking team. I'm not kidding you. Every time it's first and goal with the fucking Lions, they can't fucking finish. Damn it. If it was first, if it was first and twenty-five, they could throw it in the end zone just fine. Or get a lucky run from Abdullah or what have you. But if it's inside that 10 fucking yard line, for the life of them motherfuckers, they can't score. Yeah. But see, here's why, here's why I, I mean, obviously the stats agree with you. But here's why I'm calling bullshit and you just being this frustrated. Last week, you're the one arguing they have the running backs to finish when they they're, on the, when they're doing that on the goal line. Then if they can't they finish, they obviously speed. don't have the running backs. They have a speedster in Abdullah. They have a power back in Washington and Riddick, dude. Okay, finish. And if you anything else, you can catch him over the middle. But they should finish. They got one of the best slot receivers in the fucking NFL and Tate. Put his ass over the middle. 
throw him the ball, boom. They knew when we had Calvin Johnson, you always threw a fucking ha- uh, lion's fade into the end zone corner and made him go get it. All new- right, now throw it over the slot to fucking Tate and get a fucking touchdown. We need a new tight end and we need some new running backs. I mean, let's 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 look at who they would play in the playoffs right now. They would get fucking housed. They would play the uh, playoff standings here. Who would make the playoffs in the NFC? They would play the Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams, the Panthers, or the Seahawks. The, the best chance out of all those for them, it would be the Seahawks. Oh, and the Falcons. I see... Maybe the Falcons. Falcons, I'll, I'll take the Falcons over the Seahawks because that would be their best chance. Three teams who've already beat you and one that you have beat. And one that would beat the fuck out of you, in my opinion. And it's got to be Philly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, look, it, it, it's it, – they here, here's the deal. They have to beat the Bears next week, which huh, they should. And if you don't. But, I mean, they should have beat the Bear, They should have beat the Browns a lot more handily than they did. So, whatever. But they got to beat the Bears – they have to win against Minnesota on Thanksgiving. Period. Bottom line. They don't. You're not winning a division. Mm-hmm. And if you're not if you're not winning a division, I mean, I, what? They damn near got to run the table. Pretty much. I think they got to run the table. Period. And see, there you go. Therein lies my frustration, guys. I picked them at fourteen and two, not just strictly as a homer. But that's the way their schedule was set up. You got to understand that. They have every piece and every spot. Everything was set for them. They didn't face a big powerhouse in the NFL. They didn't face a Dallas. They didn't face fucking Patriots. They didn't face powerhouse teams. Locked and loaded, ready to kill you. The only teams that they faced that I called a loss on was uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those were the powerhouse teams they faced this year. And meanwhile, their worst loss was to the Saints. Like the Bills on Sunday, the Saints, Jesus Christ. Way to prove me wrong, Drew. Dude, I swear to God, people are p- playing our fucking podcasts. Well, it's, it's not so much Breeze as it is they got this twin running back attack with Ingram and Kamara. Ingram is sick, man. Sick, 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 man. Like both of those guys, like they're they're both starters, and that's their that's you know Kamara could go start for somebody else right now. I mean, and that's that's why Peterson is no longer a saint. <laughs> yeah, well, they said go go to Arizona. They need you, uh, but God damn! I mean, and the Bills are actually decent. The Bills it look like they're playing a Pop Warner team. New Orleans D ain't no joke. Yeah, I mean they're seven and two. I mean they're. It's going to be them and Carolina coming out of their division. And Carolina is a fucking basket case with their fucking Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. Yeah, I mean if I'm going, if I'm just, if I'm just going by who's under center, I'll take Drew, old ass Drew Brees because I believe he's more of an even keel guy in a game than Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton seems like it's, like I, I stick by this. 
He doesn't know how to win. He doesn't know how to lose. He just doesn't know how to dress. Well, d- depends on who you ask, I guess. Huggy Bear would say he knows how to dress. <laughs> but... Rollo from Sanford and Son. Yeah, definitely just would say he knows how to dress. Peter Pan. All... <laughs> RuPaul. Yeah. All the all the pimps in uh, HBO's The Deuce would say he knows how to dress. <laughs> yes. Dude, with that hat and that purple coat, I don't even know. But no, I mean, I, dude, Saints, you know, there's an article this week, hottest team in football. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, they've won seven in a row. I mean, but hottest team? I mean, I guess. Philly's the hottest fucking team in football right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you're talking about a team, teams who are have more momentum or have momentum and 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 are doing fuck of a lot better than anyone gave them credit for, yeah, I'd, I'd include the Saints in there, but you also got to include the Rams in there. I was gonna say they're top five. Saints are top five, mm-hmm. but yeah, people like the the Phil, the Philadelphia Eagles are playing outside their mind or finally up to their potential, however you look at it. Oh my. God, L.A. Holy shit. Yeah. I was talking about this before on this podcast. I was talking to it uh, just the other day at work. Guess we're skipping ahead. Jeff Fisher. Go hide, brother. Oh, I, mean, I mean, just just deport yourself from the country. Don't ever show your face around the country, ever. He is hiding. You ain't seen him since he got fired. But, yeah, the Rams beat up on the Texans, man. I mean, it's... Oops. Thanks. Thanks for playing. I mean, we knew that uh, it was that. Would, I mean, that was it when uh, Watson went out. I yep. mean, JJ Watts out. I mean, Rams just beat up on that. Yeah, but here's a doubt, son. Here's a stat I think is fucking overlooked. Rams are four and zero on the road, three and two at home. That's the opposite of the ideal situation for a team. In the NFL, I mean, I, remember, I I I cannot remember who said it. I want to say John Clayton once said that uh, the ideal season for a team. I mean, the perfect season is one thing. The ideal season for a team is win all your home games, only lose half your road games. You end up twelve and four. You know, anything more than that, and you're talking rare air team. I mean, they're doing the opposite of it. They're they're playing away from home, and it's not affecting them. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're better away from home. And, I mean, it's just, it, it they're, how do I put this? Whereas they're 7-2 and two and they're exciting, a team like the Vikings, they're the most boring 7-2 and two team this season so far, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, eh. <sighs> yeah, the Vikings are 7-2. and two. Okay, whatever. They've done it with backup everything, and, and, I, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure people in Minnesota don't feel that way, and, I mean, good for them. I'm, you know, but not being a fan of that team, watching that, you Teddy know, Bridgewater coming off the injury, Sam Bradford's rumored to go on IR. You know, like I said, just not being a fan of that team, not living in that area, just looking at them from way outside of their bubble. You're a seven and two team, but eh. they put up 38 on the Redskins. You like that? He did he, not like that. Yeah, but I think I think the Redskins are coming back down to earth. Yeah, and I mean it's just it's it's over in that division. Mm-hmm. The irony is that Case Keenum used to coach for L.A. Rams last season. Yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, 
Speaking of division, real quick, coming back to the NFC North. Pack beat the Bears. I mean, they're still they're they're hanging with the Lions. Same record. They're hanging in there to play spoiler. It's putting that out there in your 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 toilet bowl match there, Iceman. I mean, there's really nothing to note in that game except Huntley starting to look like a real boy. Uh, nah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You can't say Huntley looks like a real boy against the toilet bowl, dude. It's the toilet bowl. <laughs> uh, the Titans and the Bengals. The Titans are the uh, team. The Titans right now are a team that is in first place that I'm not buying. I'm just I'm not buying that team. Oh wait a minute, Miracle Mariota? No, I'm just not buying. I don't know. I just see if they play someone like New England. Well, no, this week they're going to play the Steelers on Monday night fo- or Thursday night football. So we'll see. But I think if they run into somebody like the Eagles or you know, hell, someone like the Rams, it may not. You know, I mean, the Bengals suck. They only beat I mean, them by four points. I mean, to, for me, the the measuring stick for the Titans, you don't even have to go out of their division. Titans and Jaguars, both six and three. Jaguars have scored more points and allowed less points than the Titans. Boom. That's that's all I need to know. Yeah, that's all I need to know. You 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 guys, even if even if you do win your division, even if you do make it to the playoffs. Welcome to first round fodder. I mean, they're not going to get a first round bye. Do you think they're going to finish with that good of a record? No. So you're going to lose your home fucking playoff game, and then what? Okay. I mean, I I'm just you know maybe it's I I had <laughs> I had a, a, a coworker who's a football fan go, oh boy, that sounds like sour grapes. Because you got you got you got crab legs and and they got uh, Mariota and I'm like I I wanted Mariota over fucking crab legs but I mean I'm just not buying that he's he's this fucking this he's leading this team to this this record and he's follow me man do you fucking yeah. dogs want to live forever he's not a no no maybe he'll develop into it I don't know but he doesn't strike me as a field general he's not out there like. If I, you know, come bleed with me and, and, you know, we'll live forever in greatness. I don't, I'm not buying any of that bullshit. So Titans to me is, they're like, like you said, I'm, yeah, they're, they're, that's nice that you're six and three. Give it another three weeks. We'll see if they're at the top of their division. Hey, one of the surprises from Sunday, if not the surprise from Sunday, the Steelers only beating the Colts by three points. <laughs> Did the Colts just come like charged up for this game? Because I, I believe this was our our, our butt fuck of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really need to stop calling that. <laughs> it's not working out. <laughs> Those games, it's it's fucking us after we call it. Exactly. Either they've been way close, or the team that was supposed to do the fucking was the fucky. I, I know, right? But, yeah, it's, the Colts looked like a football team for half of this game. You know, mainly like the second and third quarters. But, eh. I feel like the Colts, this game, should have gotten the cake from the Simpsons that 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 Bart was presenting to, I can't remember to who, but it said, hey, at least you tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was, like, good job, guys. A for effort. Hey, speaking of A for effort, hey, your bucks. Getting a W. 
against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, woo! And it woo. doesn't mean shit. That's right, baby. That's right. We beat up on the Jets. Yeah. In other news, they celebrated by going to the local special ed school and beating up all the retards. So, yeah. yeah. Speaking of beating up retards, the Jags beat the Chargers. No surprise. That defense is no joke. Man, they need to get them. They need Blake Bortles has to know this is his last season in a Jacksonville uniform, right? Oh, absolutely. They need a quarterback like wow. And yeah. then they're they're going to be very very hard to to handle. Yeah. Uh the Falcons putting it to the Cowboys. The Cowboys need Oops. Zeke, huh? They need something. <laughs> they look like a completely different team without Zeke. They don't seem to have that swagger they have when Zeke's out there. You lose a major fucking component of your team and it falls on your quarterback. Obviously, you know, Prescott isn't the type of quarterback that's like, yeah, put everything on my shoulders. He's, either that or he's not used to it. I'm not saying he's not. To, and I don't think it's fair to say he's not that type of quarterback. I don't think we have a big enough sample size to decide if it, that's really the type of quarterback he's going to be for his career. But he's obviously he's not he's not used to it because damn sure didn't you know say everybody climb up here, plenty of room, we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. I, I think I think he's more the guy that is that he says you know what throw it on me I got this I got this and then you throw it on him he's like I don't got it shit <laughs> just collapses because that's what it looked like last week anyway well I mean that's bad dude that's bad that's bad to put up seven points against the Falcons that's 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 not that's not good and I mean that. And all I heard at the beginning of this game was Des Bryant, Des Bryant, Des Bryant. And I was rooting against him because we were playing each other and you had him. But can, can, he can, didn't do dick, man. He hasn't done dick all season. He hasn't done dick his career. Like, I said it. He really hasn't. I'm remembering two seasons. Was it two, two or three seasons ago? There were people going, people going, who's better, Megatron or Des? I'd be like, are you high? <laughs> Calvin <laughs> Johnson. How is that even a comparison? Yeah. How is that even a comparison? I, you know what? If I was Calvin Johnson, I'd find that person and smack the fucking taste out their mouth and go, don't you even put me in the same sentence as that man. Seriously. Are you serious? That's like going, hmm, what's a better what's a better drink, Pepsi or Big K? I mean, oh, well, you can get a three liter of Big K. Yeah, Ooh, I'm thinking Big I K can, at this point. Yeah, three liters. I can, I can, yeah, I can get more of a bunch of shit. Thank you for cheaper. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'll take quality over quantity. Thank you. Hey, speaking of shit, the Niners played the Giants. Hey, <laughs> someone got off the Schneid in San Francisco. Boy, the Giants suck. You think Eli Manning <laughs> is going to finish the season as the starting quarterback? Did I not fucking say this a few weeks ago? Why he's still the starting quarterback? I don't know. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? If you're if you, if if you're the head coach and it's your decision, what are you doing? What's the worst that's going? What's the best that's going to happen? He's not going to get hurt for the rest of the season. The worst that's going to happen is he's going to get hurt. It's going to fall on your shoulders, and it's going to cost you your job. 
if you say I'm sitting him because look at the season, we're going for the draft pick at this point. You draft someone to fucking for him to sit to, to pull a Rodgers and sit for a couple seasons behind him. To me, that's a safer move. Throwing him out there, it. If I'm Eli Manning, I know he said he wants to play no matter what, and that's what he has to say. But at this point, I'm like, what, are you trying to get me killed? Did I fuck your wife and not know it? What are you trying to get me killed? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Ben McAdoo has lost the team. It's been stated over yeah, and he's over done, man. and over. It, they, they do not want to play for him, not as an offensive coordinator, not as a head coach, not as both at the same time. Neither one. They don't want to play for him. They've shown it time and time again. Teams in need of a good old-fashioned shake-up. But- that team's fine. The team lost its star receiver and all that good shit, but the team's fine. They just don't want to play for that coach. And that's fucked up that you get paid millions of dollars and can decide, nah, I don't want to play for him. Cleveland's coming after your Lions now there, Iceman. I see Cleveland's that. Cleveland's got to win a game. I know. <laughs> all right, speaking of, of winning games, there's a team that just always does it. They're from Boston. Fucking Patriots. So Denver sucks this year, huh? <laughs> Bad. Dude, every time we've tried to defend them, they just get fucking housed. Yeah. Every time it's like, maybe, and it's gone. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> maybe it's still there. Nah, nope. Von nope. Miller can't oh. play every position. Wait, is that the... Nope. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They've turned into a Bush commercial, dude. Yeah. But both of the night games, teams getting housed. Because Monday night, the Panthers putting it to the fucking Dolphins. And, ooh, shocking. I mean, it's not shocking the Panthers won. But it's like, dude, it's the Dolphins. You, The best story coming out of your team this year is your coach getting caught doing cocaine and sending that video to a pregnant stripper. Dude. Not, not even Cutler is the best story anymore. Down in Miami. Let's go. He's brown. Yeah. People like him. He's GQ's citizen of the year. Whatever the fuck that means. Oh, my God, dude. And if him in Miami with a lot of Cubans who don't like Castro, he, it's not going to play well. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. No. It'd be entertaining, but I don't think it. I don't. Fire I don't think he's going to get thrown the, at him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get the warm welcome he thinks he's going to get. Yeah, I think they chase his ass all over the field. <laughs> all right. So, shall we pick this week? Yeah, let's do it, man. Rich, you're fucking the Swami this week, man. You fucking dominated. Uh, so. Uh, Here's how it's going. Iceman, uh, you are in first place still. More space now between me and the Iceman. I'm, I am uh, Iceman. You're at 620. You are 103 and 69. Uh, wait. <laughs> 69. Wait. Hey. Hold on. That, I think that should be a 59. Stand oh. by. Well, that's not as fun a number. <laughs> What can I say, guys? I know my football. Leave me alone. Yeah, you are one hundred three and sixty-three. Oh, but yeah, your six, your winning percentage is six twenty. I'm in second, five eighty-four, ninety-seven, and sixty-nine. Blah. Rich, though, coming up, 
Creeping on the co op. One game back for me now, 96 and 75, 78. So I said, Rubble don't go, raggy. don't count yourself out there, Rich. And that one week when you took a horrible dive. Cause, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess per Iceman's request, as long as, you know, we are in, uh, his reign, we will just keep the order going that we have. That's right. So let's start with the Thursday night game. We have the Titans playing the Steelers. Give me the fucking Steelers. I don't know why I just believe in them. I just do. I, well, I mean, I think I stated everything, quite honestly. I just I don't believe in that Titans team. It's four-degree day, man. For, for me, it's it's real easy why I'm choosing the Steelers. Their defense is better. I mean, it's it's a 60-point <laughs> difference in points allowed. And I just, like I said, not that, not that big of a difference in points for, big difference in points allowed. The Steelers are at home. Steelers fans are always going to be Steelers fans. They're not going to make it easy for the fucking visiting team. Give them the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers, too. It's The the sun is set on Ben, and that sucks because he was a great quarterback at one time, but I mean, he's just a big target, and he's been hit so many damn times. It To me, it feels like the Steelers are giving him a last hurrah. You know, the Killer Bees and all of them, Bell, Brown and them, you know, Schuster. They're, they're all just... They're 7-2. What are you... Oh, sorry, sorry, it's picks. I just, I really think they're all fucking just really playing to their full potential every game to try to get him just one more ring. I really do. Because if you watch them, it it just, it isn't the Ben of old. It really isn't. Yes, they're seven and two, but he's got a lot of talent around him, Chris. And that defense is still off the fucking chain. So, you picking them? Yeah, I'm gonna go Steelers. All right, uh, all right. Moving on to the Sunday games. It's the last of the bye weeks, by the way. Uh, Lions heading into Soldier Field. Give me the Lions. Lions. Bears suck this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not even. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. one you're gonna put down in ink. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Don't need an eraser for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, next up is yeah, Lions fuckers. If they can't finish. I swear to God. Jaguars at the Browns. Oh, sorry, Cleveland. Not this week. Give me the Jags. Yeah, give me the Jags as well. Yeah, just not their week. It's coming, I hope, but it's not this week. Jags. <laughs> Only person I know hopes their teams, but dude. The only other team to go winless in NFL history is the Buccaneers. And I understand they only played 14 games back then. But I wasn't rooting for the Lions to, 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 to win so the Buccaneers can remain the only winless team in the history of the NFL. Like, yeah, be worse than the Bucks. Come on, dipshits. Jesus. All right. Next up, uh, the Ravens at the Packers. Wow. Uh I, I said there's nothing impressive to me about Baltimore's offense this year. Maybe Buck Allen. 
Joe Flacco. Eh, he's an elite quarterback. At least he pay, he's paid like he is. Macklin. Bleh. Packers are at home. Give me the pack. God, this is... This is... This is pulling teeth for me, man. Because I don't... <laughs> I don't really think either team stands out as... As a winner. I mean... Uh, I'll, I'll go with the home team. Give me the pack. I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going Ravens. Packers lost Aaron Rodgers. They lost their season. Oh, here we go. The Hurricane Irma game. The Bucks at the Dolphins. A three and six against a four and five. Bucks are 0 and four on the road. Dolphins are only two and two at home. Fuck it. Give me the Bucks. They're going to have Mike Evans back. Crab Legs will be back. Cutler sucks. Yeah, give me the Bucks. I'm caught in a huge dilemma. I hate Cutler. I hate the Dolphins. But Jameis Winston gives me no reason to pick him whatsoever. That's what I'm saying. This is... This is... This one, and there's one other game that's going to be extremely hard for me to pick. Give me the Bucks. Fuck. God. He said Bucks fuck. Uh, All right. Rams at the Vikings. Ooh. That's the other game. This has the makings of a good game. This has the makings of a good game. Who do you pick? Oh my god. Uh, the Rams, because they're at full strength. Vikings, well, that's <clears throat> 7 and 2. I mean, I guess I say it every week. They're on their back quarterback, they're on their backup running back. Give me, give me, give me the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Beating a drum for the Rams all season, so I'm gonna dance with who brought me. Give me the Rams. I can only hope the Vikings fall to the Rams. It's my only hope for my Lions, but uh in all reality, Jared Goff seems to be a better quarterback than anybody, including his former coach, gave him credit for. This cat throws off the chain. I, I don't see uh Minnesota being able to stop him, but I definitely see the Rams defense stopping anything that the Vikings have. Give me the Rams. The Redskins at the Saints. Saints are at home. Give me the Saints. Yeah, Saints. Now I'm a believer. Yes. Give me the Saints. Old man Drew. Oh, look at you, Iceman. Well, I mean, I, he had to prove it. And so far, well, at some point I got to throw in the towel and go, all right, put Rudy in. Fuck. All right, Saints. All right. Here's our butt fuck of the week. The Chiefs 
heading to Jersey to play the Giants. This is going to be bad. Because the Giants cannot defend against the pass this year. This is going to be awful if you are a Giants fan. It would be great if you like the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, definitely Chiefs. I'm not counting them out. Started strong. Now they're just meh. But they're still way better than the Giants. Give me the Chiefs. Cardinals at the Texans. Yuck. Gross. Uh, the battle of the Lone Star State. It's, but you know what? It's, I'll default to signal callers here. It's going to be Drew Stanton versus Tom Savage. Give me the Cardinals. Oh, I'm sorry. Duh. You said Cardinals and Texans. For some reason, I heard Cowboys and Texans. My bad. Uh, is it going to go in Lone Star Steakhouse? I, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I did take my night night medicine about a half hour ago. So. <laughs> um, yeah, give me the Cardinals. Yeah, it's the same story in Green Bay as it is in Houston. Texans weren't really a big name until Watson got in there and just started throwing outside his mind. Lost Watson? You lost your season. Give me Cardinals. All right, getting into the late games here. The Bills at the Chargers. Yeah, if you have Fuller, trade him. Uh, Give me the Bills. The Chargers. Uh, there's a rumor Phillip Rivers may be in the concussion protocol. So, yeah, and the Chargers just seems to be... The Chargers seems to be like my fantasy football teams this season. Like, it seems... Everything's just poised to go right, and then everything just goes oh so wrong by the end of the game. In the end of three and six. So, yeah. You fucking Bills. See, now the Chargers are like my fantasy football game or team this season because I've stopped paying attention to them. Like seriously, I left I left so many points on the bench because I just didn't even bother to look last week. It wasn't even funny. It was just enjoy everybody's everybody's in the league. Enjoy your wins. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, give me the Bills. See, and they need to be like my fantasy football team. Five and five. Give yeah, me a trade, Rich. Damn it! <laughs> Who do you want, <laughs> asshole? Golf. Give me Jared Golf. The trade deadline's over. I know. Uh, so much attention no. I'm paying. The, the Chargers are who I thought they were. That's one team I called. I told it that they were old and busted. They are old and busted. They threw. You ain't the new hotness. Yeah. All right. Bengals at the Broncos. Two teams with the same record. Bengals, Bengals are shit on the road. They are one and four. Yeah, isn't this the toilet bowl? This or not be, total, but the, the, the shit matchup this week. The shit show. That's the name I came up with for it. This week's shit, shit show. show. That no one really cares about unless you're fans of the team. Yeah. Uh, hmm. The Broncos do still stop the run well. And they are all right against the pass. Bengals don't have a really good tight end. Give me the Broncos. 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Broncos. I, I don't know. There's a lot of him and hawing on this one. This week's tough. Can I get a mulligan on this? No. Damn it. That's not Broncos. how this works. That's not how any of this works. Exactly. Yeah. Give me the Broncos. I, I don't know. Go with the home team, I guess. All right. Patriots at the Raiders. Beginning of the season. Our dicks all would have been hard at the thought of this matchup. Now, not so much. Give me the fucking Patriots. Pats. All day long. Sunday night game. Eagles at the Cowboys. Uh, Sorry. No Zeke. Uh, Wait. Hold on. You fucking done, son! Give me the Eagles. The the Eagles? Yeah. Uh, Cowboys... Yeah, nothing get excited for Zeke's not on the field so far, and the Eagles are just, as as Earl said, playing outside their fucking minds. Give me the Eagles, dude. I'm on the real. They could have Zeke, and I'd still choose the Eagles. I don't know what happened to Carson Wentz in the off season. Matter of fact, I don't want to know. I really don't. But he's starting to look like a young Tom Brady, dude. He's in the super. This serum. cat, this cat just. Is controlling that field when he gets out there. This cat, this cat can ball. It's on the reels. Eagles fucking all day. This cat can ball, man. All right. Monday night playoff rematch from last year. Falcons at the Seahawks. Would have been a good game last year. Damn. Yeah. I, but Seahawks, they took a hit. Sherman. Another guy. Fucking done, son. Yeah, ruptured uh, Achilles, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's all done. Uh, but two Falcons, Devontae Freeman, another concussion. <sighs> I mean, give me Seahawks, man. I mean, they're, they're doing what they do. They start slow, and they're coming on. Only reason I'm picking the Seahawks is 12th man. They're at home. I'm picking the Falcons. You lost your best corner. You're coming into, you, you, and you got a team coming in that has, you know, Super Bowl potential quarterback. Should have won it. Didn't. Could have, should have, didn't. And, I mean, without their third player in the Legion of Boom, he could he, ha- he has his pick. He has to avoid Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. All right. Most of the time on the same side of the field. Uh, So they're going to be guarding Julio Jones. Leaves the new open. Leaves so many different things open. So, nah, Falcons. All right. College games. Saturday, noon, Michigan at Wisconsin. Sorry, Michigan. Probably going to lose this game. It's Wisconsin's 10 and 0. Michigan's 8 and 2. Uh, yeah. This will be a 
It's be a test for Wisconsin. It's kind of somebody, but I mean, they're all the way up to number five. Yeah, give me Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. Enjoy your last win of the season, Michigan. Nah, I'm including the bowl game that whatever shit fest you're going to end up in. Wisconsin. It's at Wisconsin, right? Yes. Uh, I'm struggling because I don't see Wisconsin as a hard powerhouse team. I don't know that they could beat Michigan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so pick Michigan. Nah, I'll, I'll pick Wisconsin. The matchup predictor says Michigan's going to get ranked. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Maryland coming into East Lansing. Playing Michigan State. Give me the Spartans. Maryland ain't nobody. We already had. We already. We already insulted Maryland. You can rewind if you want to hear us insult Maryland. I state. Yeah, you gotta go state. There you go. Getting close to the end of college football. You know things are starting to shape up in the NFL already. Oh, goddamn ready. Just flies by every year. But, uh, you know, who knows? I, I just want to say that, unfortunately, because of my work schedule, I have to work during college football pretty much all day. Um, but I, I personally think college football has been more entertaining this year than fucking a lot of pro football games. I... I a whole lot of oh, meh in the NFL at the moment. If this is what if this is what the parody they were talking about, I don't want it. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's yeah. It it, it has been that kind of season. It's been it's. Oh, I still I still watch every Sunday, so I guess it hasn't been that bad for me. <coughs> but anyway, it's late. I have to get up in like two hours. <laughs> have to be in a port. You have to leave for the airport at six a.m. So, Poor Chris. yes. Well, is what it is. First world problems. But I'll thank everybody who has listened, who has downloaded. You can follow us on the Twitter at Sporgy Podcast. Email the show Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you like it, tell a friend. And then they can tell a friend. And then they can tell a friend. Wherever you listen to us, rate us. Review us, then uh, that helps people, you know, find the show. You just do a Wayne's World reference, and they can tell a friend, and they can tell they a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, subconsciously. But if you've made it to the end, if you made it to right now, you did it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. 
Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.